I could really go for a bowl of Scottish consternation <laughs> oh, oh, right now. Yeah. Okay. It sticks to your ribs. Yes, it has a bad result, though. It has a bad effect on you. Scottish constipation. <laughs> Ian didn't enjoy that. Thank no, you for no. laughing. No, I did. I just can't feel anything anymore. It's so hot. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon, episode 346? I would say that's rightish. Okay, I'm Ian Boothby. And I am maybe David Dedrick. Okay, well, it's confusing because we've got more than one Dedrick in the room. I can see how you'd be. Uh, uh, we have our, 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 our guest of the show that people are delighted when when they drop by. Some guests, they go, ugh. But some guests, they go, hmm. And one of those guests is Jason Dedrick. Hey, Jason. Hey, fellas. You're one of the hmm guests. Well. <laughs> yeah. And who who does that? Who's the... The um... crash test dummies. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we give we give them the... We go like, hey, fellas, what do you think of Jason Dedrick? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I'm thrilled to be back on the hottest night of the year. That's right. <laughs> Everybody, sweat them if you got them. Yeah. I thought... I was thinking of that classic Barbara Stanwyck film, Christmas in July, and I thought we should celebrate Christmas in July. So, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So here I am. Here you are. Right. Right, because normally you come uh, for Boxing Day. Yes. I do. That's right. And stay till New Year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you're thrown in the trash with the dried up tree. <laughs> or the chipper. Yep. You are quite chipper. Yeah. And that's why we throw you in the trash with the dried up tree. Because we've had enough of that for the holidays. And it's time so to much, get bitter. Only so much chipperness. Uh, let's get business out of the way off the get-go dip-dap-boop. Uh, we have a 350th episode coming up. Jason, let me just tell you about that. Please do. Uh, what we do on that one is uh, we take questions from our beloved uh, listeners. And yes. uh, and uh, then we answer them for like six hours or some nonsense. Because Dave always goes... Hey, ask lots of questions. The more questions you ask, the more... He's like the guy with the raffle tickets who's showing you the lengths of his arms. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just go, it's better to buy a whole body's worth. <laughs> and it's like, look, you get my legs and my arms, and then he unzips his fly, and they go, well, buy the tickets. <laughs> anyway, uh, so if you want to uh, give us a question, we will answer a question. Could be about us, could be about the show, could be about general interest, could yeah. be about... Uh, something you think that we know something about. That's true. Uh, and could just, be about me. Could be about Jason. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, hey, here's how you do that. Go to uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, email sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, or sneakydragon.com is our uh, website where you can go underneath our episodes and post a question there. Or, yeah. you know, other ways. For sure. Twitter and whatnot. We'll tell you more at the end, but those are the basics. And I, I think we've pr- proven throughout the years of doing this that there is no bad question. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, all right. All right, so that's Dave's opinion. <laughs> Wait, you disagree with me? <laughs> what, uh, if I may ask, what is the, is there a significance because of the 350? Well, or is it just, uh... we did it for the 50th episode. Oh, okay. And so then it seemed natural to do it for the 150th episode. <laughs> and then we did it for the 250th episode. And why the, why the hell not do it for the Because it seems like episode? for the 100th episodes we do them live yeah we have a and then we go oh my god we're never going to do that again and so we let that cool off for a hundred weeks <laughs> then we forget how hard that is and we do that again but then we also forget how hard the question episodes are yeah. right it's much like childbirth <laughs> you forget the pain you remember the good times no and I then think... you're screaming uh again question show is a lot of fun i think this is a great milestone to mark anyway because it's almost to the point where uh, a sneaky dragon fan could now come in 
and listen to an episode a day for a year, and we'll be able to catch up. Oh, wow. that's interesting. Yeah. Have a sneaky year. <laughs> yes, that's true. Okay, when we get to a year's worth of episodes, we'll do a thing where it's like a sneaky year. We'll we'll, we'll challenge our listeners to listen to an episode a day Ooh. and see what that's like <laughs> at the end of their year. Yeah. Yeah. We won't pay any of the doctor's bills that are inevitable from this. Though, no, because we're Canadian. Yeah. So, what, uh, <laughs> what's Latin for one year? Anum? Anum? Yeah. Anus? Anal. Oh, <laughs> anus? You're thinking, oh, I think Anus Mirabilis, right? That was the... That Sneaky Anus. Sneaky Anus. <laughs> yeah, let's look that one up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it's what I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah so don't Google. Don't Google it. So we're, we're okay. This is a sneaky dragon and such a harmless little creature is, is in... Urban Dictionary for a rather gross and yet impossible thing. So you guys are related. So if you did that ancestry uh, whatever dot uh, ca mm-hmm. or dot com dot uh, whatever twenty uh, three and me, uh, you both would pop up on each other's charts. Is that correct? Yes. Very nice. We both uh, go back I know what that, to I Africa. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Along with you, you don't know what twenty uh, three and me is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, twenty three and me is where you uh, they send you a tube, you spit in the tube. Yep. Uh, then they check out what your DNA is, yep. and they tell you your uh, your your history, as in like biologically sure. where you're from, your family's from in the world, mm-hmm. and then your family goes what? Because they all lied. Because families all <laughs> yeah. lied. Because there's always shame in families, <laughs> right? And then secrets are revealed. But you also have a thing where yeah. you th- you can be shown people that are similar to you DNA wise, so you can like get an idea of where your family members are. Oh, around the okay. World. Oh, so you'll see sometimes like you know. Oh, hey, that guy, and contact mm. this one. And like, for example, someone in my family just looked up, uh, was adopted, and uh, found out who their birth mother was. Uh, and so, yeah, there's that. Wow. So I could do that, and I may do that. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. We should all three of us do that. What if we were related? Do do a DNA <laughs> test? Yeah. Okay. I'm down. But almost every time, there's something where like a family member uh, keeps shh about something. Okay. Because there was someone who had a something with a someone. And just went, shh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is that is that true? Even in the commercials, they kind of spin it that way, but in the user-friendly way, where it says, I always thought I was Italian. Yes. Turns out I'm this. Turns out Grandpa fucked around, <laughs> is what it turns out. That's really what it comes down to. Wow. Is Grandpa or Grandma had a little... <laughs> and back then, it wasn't good to be... <laughs> so uh, we're going to just raise the child's as... <laughs> instead of... Well, that's and that's the way it goes. Pretty common. And a, a famous example of that would be Eric Clapton, who, whose sister turned out to be his mother. Uh, he found out much when he was much older. And really? I always felt betrayed by that. that generic they, Eric Clapton? Eric Clapton. Not, did you say Derek Clapton? <laughs> oh, I said generic. generic Clapton. Oh, because we said that on the car. We had in. made that joke, but see, it didn't work now. <laughs> it didn't work at all. You should have fed it in a little later. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a chance. I didn't think Clapton was going to come up twice. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, I we're like talking generic about, uh, Clapton, though. I like that very much. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about. I was there was a a building that has the name the Lido on it as we're, when we're driving yes, here. That I I will, I, I, will s- I will second that. And naturally, as one does, when I saw that, I started singing the uh, Lido uh, Lido Shuffle, the Boss Skag song. Oh, uh, which Jason claimed not to know, and I was like, "There's impossible for you to not know that song." So I started singing, yes, or humming it, or you know, mangling the lyrics to him, right, and driving uh, really erratically because you were like really getting into it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "One more," just like turning, <laughs> yeah, like abruptly, "One more time," is it do 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 like that, slamming the horn, and I didn't even beat, know the yeah. lyrics to the song, as you can tell, I was I muffed them right from the get go, but uh, then he said, "Oh, that was Boss Skaggs." I thought it was a uh, just some sort of, you know, generic rock and roll band. 
And then he made the generic Clapton joke. Generic Clapton is fantastic. Yeah, Thank you very joke. much. Yeah. I, I Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, I really want you to now have a cover band called Generic <laughs> Clapton. <laughs> Fraud Stewart and Generic Clapton. And, uh... Fraud Stewart, yeah. Speaking of music, which I don't often. Okay. By the way, folks, music will be back at the end of this episode. Those That's of you are going, hey, is there music? There's going to be music. Um, uh, I, was list- I was watching a show called, uh, well, a channel called Vintage TV. And I, I haven't uh, seen this channel before, but apparently I have it. Oh. Uh, I don't know what it was that failed, that, that got replaced by Vintage TV, but yeah. clearly something failed, mm-hmm. and now it's Vintage TV. Okay. And it's mostly uh, old music videos. And, uh, and Is it Vice TV? Device? Is it Vice, Vice TV channel? I am shrugging my shoulders because I don't know. And here I go, shrug. But <laughs> I can verify uh, so so last night they had like some 80s videos and I was like oh that's interesting I wonder what they got coming up later and I looked and it was like uh, the best of 1982 for an oh, hour oh, it's so like what that's that sounds, very specific that sounds terrible that's very specific but what I liked about it was you watch the videos and no one knows how to make a video yet Mm. And so it's really all over the map. It's yeah. not like that yeah. thing where you'd watch a video now and go, like, it's so smooth and whatever. It's just like ABC's trying to do it. Then Joan Jett is trying to do it. Jen Johnny Rotten's trying to do one. And it's like, well, this, well, you had some money. You had no money. You had <laughs> some money. You had an idea. You've seen movies. And yeah, it's mm. just like so all over the place. It was, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, fun. Yeah. It's like Haircut 100. Is that a band? Yes. Yeah, they had a video. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, one. But they point, were very popular in England. Sure, they were. But they didn't really make it here. But. So they're, you know, they're doing your standard, playing the rock and roll with their guitars to directly to you, and looking cute, and doing a little bit of shenanigans. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the lead singer's like uh, Tarzan, and he's swinging on a rope, <laughs> but he doesn't realize. Lead singer Nick Kershaw. Everyone. Is that right? Yeah. Good for him. Uh, so he's swinging on a rope, not realizing there's certain angles Tarzan was never seen at. Mm. And you never saw Tarzan straight on with his legs up <laughs> with the rope for a reason. But, but Kershaw does not realize this. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a lot of that. Shots that you shouldn't get. <laughs> this is uh, good enough. These shots. Yeah. So it was, it was quite good. It was like in 1982 is a good year to watch, uh, vid- videos. Interesting. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, there was a, a time and a lot when... of very different music. Like there was no music that sounded alike in that mm-hmm. ba- batch. <clears throat> I was watching a video for uh, Nick Lowe's "Cruel to Be Kind," yes, which features well, the album was was Rockpile, the band Rockpile <laughs> that he was in. Where are you laughing? I, I forgot about Rockpile, but they're a great band. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but they they made four albums, but only one of them was released under their name. Two of them were. Dave Edmonds solo albums, Tracks on Wax and another one, and then and then Nicolo's Labor Labors of Lust. It's like an all star band, right? It's like a it's a super group. I guess sort of a super group. Like a yeah. <laughs> a super group of pub rockers. I don't know if that's really super they but, really were popular in London. But like if you knew them all separately and they were all together, yeah, this yeah. would be Yeah, you're this right. This is not the traveling Wilburys. No, you're this right. This is the uh <laughs> local Wilbur. This is a <laughs> local Wilburys. Yes, that's your local. Uh, and but it was fun watching the, the local Wilburys opening for generic Clapton. <laughs> it was. I hate living in a small town. <laughs> I am the mosh pit. I got to beat myself up. <laughs> ow. Slam dance. That's not a mosh, ow, that's ow, not a mosh ow, pit. Ow. It is when you're sad. It's, it's like I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm the punks and the jocks. Ow. Mm-hmm. Um. No, they were doing uh, Curl to Be Kind, but it was basically just it was so weird because they were just filming like a wedding. And I was watching, I was like, is this? Because Nick Lowe in the video is getting married to Carleen Carter, uh, Johnny Cash's daughter. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was a stepdaughter from, from June Carter Cash or anyway. Or if she just took the name Carter so that she didn't have the same name as her sister, Roseanne Cash. I don't know. Anyway, so 
there's scenes of them getting married and and like and they actually got married so it's like this looks really like this a weird family wedding is this actually their wedding they're filming for a video like this is really odd <laughs> and then there's jokey parts where like dave edmonds is the limo driver uh doing some of the doing yeah. some of the background singing uh you know as the limo driver and nick Lowe's in the back or whatever and then but then there's like shots of like a, a wedding and she's wearing a wedding dress and it looks like really like like a family wedding sure Although Johnny Cash is in there, and I assume that he would have been at the at the actual wedding. He would have been officiating. That's <laughs> right. I'm Johnny Cash. One in the back was a Methodist. <laughs> yeah, I loved the videos. I mean, at the time, I didn't read. I wasn't. There was kids that that were bigger video fans than I was. But I would watch Friday night videos. Or what was the Canadian one? It was. Uh, oh. It was on at like five. Oh, or, Good Rock and Tonight. Good Rock and Tonight. Yeah. No, Good Rock and Tonight was the night one. But there was yeah. Samantha Mathis did one at like five on CBC. Oh, okay. I, I never saw it. Called, it was video hits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never and saw it. Had enough time for three. And one of them was always Jennifer Rush doing You I am your lady Whatever that one was. <laughs> I don't know, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway there was that, that, that realm of them and there's the kind of what you're describing there, where it was like there's a crazy shot and he's Tarzan and they're all have to go someplace. It was always everything yeah. was like the Muppet movie. Everyone's right, yeah. trying to get into a vehicle <laughs> to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. they got there, everybody danced. The shots are awful. They yep. only had two hours to yeah. do this whole thing. Yeah. But they were kind of fun. And I, cause I, the reason that I remember it so much was somebody got the idea of doing a video and the band just played the song and it was black and white. Mm. And they were in one of those old, like, Brooklyn warehouse with the water patches on the floor. Sure. And then every band after that yeah. did one of those. And I said, I'm not watching videos anymore. <laughs> I'm not here to hear the song. I can hear the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see... I want to see nonsense. Yeah. I, I want to see ABC ripping off Benny Hill, which is what I saw in my Best of 1982, <laughs> Look of Love. It's sure. like there's a girl, yes. there's a girl there with her back arched, and someone's painting, and it looks like painting her breasts. But no, she leaves, and he's painting a sign saying "Zoo." <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? How about that for a joke? That's, it's 1982. You don't that's care. Yeah. What are you gonna do? That's when, free. When did MTV come on the air? Wasn't it 1980? You could ask me, but I don't know. That's why I, I feel asked. like it's 1980. I feel like it was 1980 that it started. And there was enough videos to fill it at that point. Mm. Oh, I don't uh, know. Yes and no. I think that's why there was a, a burgeoning market for like I think that's why like something like Elephant Parts, yeah, the Michael Nesmith thing, yeah, wh- which why, I really liked, which had a, like a kind of a life outside. Like it should have it should have been just like a weird alternative culture thing, but because there was a sudden need for content for things like that, that's. That was like a, now, a you resting mean, place. You mean uh, television parts, right? Which or television was, parts, which yeah, was right. the spinoff of yeah. the Elephant Parts, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When did MTV start? Uh, nineteen eighty-one, August first, nineteen eighty-one. Just like we said, nineteen eighty-one. <laughs> I said nineteen eighty and left off the one. Oh, because it was implied. This yeah. does make sense because the nineteen eighty-two. Then everyone would go. We need a video. Yeah. We need yeah. a video. We yeah, don't they, know how to do it. They were already making it because you know, like Elvis Costello's "I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea" is a video, and that's. That's from, uh, uh, that's, sorry. No, I like, I like the enthusiasm. It's from this year's model. Uh, originally it wasn't, wasn't on the North American version because kids in North America don't want to hear about Chelsea. They don't know what that is. As if that matters. (laughs) Kids today. Kids today. Don't know about Chelsea. They don't want to know about Chelsea. And Friday Night Videos was 1983. So Mm. by that point you had Michael Jackson doing videos and. You know, they everyone was full, full was, on into it. Got it. I was, it so, by that dis- point. I was so disappointed by that show. By Friday Night Video. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What were you hoping for? Well, because up to that point, my only exposure to videos had been going downtown to some small place like the Soft Rock Cafe, for okay. instance, on West Fourth Avenue. 
Jason looks puzzled. No, I remember, but yeah. I've forgotten about... Okay, go yeah. on. <laughs> and going there with friends to watch videos, and there'd be like Bauhaus and the Monochrome Set and all these bands that were like, you know, and so I was like, that's who I thought was making videos. I had no idea that mainstream groups who I didn't pay any attention to were also making them. So in my mind, when they said Friday Night Videos, it's like, finally, we're going to see all these great alternative bands on TV. <laughs> what? ZZ Top? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's just garbage. Oh. Click. Oh, yeah. Wasn't for you. But for the rest of the world, everything <laughs> was... Them. They did play Rock, Rock the Casbah, the, the first show. Yeah, they had Captain Sensible on the that first was show. A little... What? Yeah. So, you know, there was a, there was a bit of variety. I think mm. they had... Uh, I think Elton John's... Uh, I guess that's what they I called I said the what, because that was the name of his... his well, I Captain, song. say what? That was the song they put Captain. on. I said Captain. I said what? He said Captain. I said what? I said... They said Captain. I said what you want. Yep. It's a good song. There's your alternative music. <laughs> there you it's go. a weird song, though, because there's this piano part, and it just kind of goes... Do, 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 do. It's like the rest of the song is just like that kind of, you know, funk guitar. And then like drums and stuff. And then it's got this weird piano part that's just like, do, 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 do. It's like he didn't know that, the guy who played piano didn't know there was a song being recorded. He's just like noodling around. Good enough. Yeah. Sounds about right. My headphones weren't working. Do, do, do. But once again, let's look at the lyrics. I said, Captain, I said, what? Then what? Just repeat. He said, Captain, for the whole I said, song? Yeah. That's it? Okay, well, I'm just, also... just going to doodle for the song <laughs> then. I'm not going to really put a lot well, of It's out. one of those songs where it's like a, a, it's like a white rap song. Right? Okay. It's, like a, it's like a list song where you like say, He said, Captain. I said, what? He said, Captain. I said, what you want? I've been listening to it a lot lately because I put it onto a novel. Apparently, because you knew all those other lyrics. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. I don't know the lyrics of songs. My mind cannot remember them. It's a real generic, sensible. Um, yeah, like mm. the, the the last half hour or last yeah. 15 minutes of Friday Night Videos was a, what the heck is this? Then you'd have a fish heads or something like oh, that okay, would come yeah, on. Yeah. And be like, well, what's this business? Mm. You know? I didn't see fish heads until I saw it on a, on a local video show that was... Uh, came out of Seattle that was sponsored by Fallout Records and Tape. Who aired that? Uh, I don't know. It was like on maybe on KCPQ, like one of the local stations. Mm-hmm. And someone, I think someone bought Time. Late at night? Yeah, they bought Late, yeah, time yeah. late at Night. That's because, how you do it. Because it was an interesting show. Like, that's where I first heard Firehose, which was the band that came out of the ashes of the Minutemen on that. And then I saw they Siren, had video. Oh, everyone taking a drink? No. My mm-hmm. Coke is almost gone. What can I say? And I, just from evaporation, just I, from the heat. I sweated it out today at work. Sugar yeah. syrup. Pure sugar syrup. You need that filled with water, buddy. You let me know, and I will uh, I will make that happen. Thank you. And then they had a, like video footage that they took at a club of, of um, Big Black's final concert, where they their like, final show as a band, and they like I think they like burn their instruments on stage. Like There's all this sort of pyrotechnics going on in a small way. It was a small club. Yep. They weren't a big band. <laughs> it was interesting. Like it was a weird kind of show. They were so small that that finished their career. <laughs> Shouldn't have burned yeah. the instruments. Do we have any some... more instruments? Nope. And we're done. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. That's right. Steve Albini. He only went on to produce Nirvana. Work with Jim and where Cage are they and now? Robert Plant and Ech, What a bum. I think he works at a garden center. He's you mean? <laughs> well, Robert Plant or something? I don't know. Robert oh man, Plant. he was someone who was so fun to read in the past. Like when he first, like in the early days of his career, because he would like just mercilessly. Like tear down bands that he produced that he didn't like. Like he just like just kill them in, in interviews. Now he's much more yeah measured in his sure sure <laughs> that's his... what people are now. Yeah, you can't. It's weird when people actually do do the tear down or something like yeah. uh, whoever. Who's the guy from Oasis who's a jerk? 
Uh, which one, Liam or? Well, who's the, is the jerkiest Noel? of the? No, Noel Gallagher. Is he the jerk Noel. of? Uh, They're both jerks. Okay, but yeah, when they start bad mouthing someone, <laughs> yeah. and you go like, "What? Yeah, what are you doing? That's not now. I what are you that. doing? What year is this? What is this? It's what still... is this? The late '80s? What is this? What are you doing? It still makes me happy to think of of Liam Gallagher challenging uh, George Harrison to a fight. <laughs> so I'll meet you anywhere. I'll meet you in a so I'll meet you in such and such hill. I'll meet you there with your Zimmer frame, which I assume is like a, a geriatric walker. Mm. The people would sorry just and and when when was this? I don't know the the height of their pomp and and greatness okay because I would have said a nice thing would you would say in that thing it's like okay I'll meet you five years ago when you were relevant and George you know, that's always a fun thing to do <laughs> yeah. George Harrison was still alive at that time oh that's also good it would be bad to be like punching a grave <laughs> <laughs> no I it wouldn't fight be bad. George Harrison's corpse anywhere anytime <laughs> right. I challenge Muhammad Ali <laughs> to fight me anytime anywhere <laughs> and that coward will not rise from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the greatest now, Mr. Ali? <laughs> a B C D. You better jump up at the sound of no, me. Yeah. And yet and yet still you just punch him for a long time like and then realize, so... "Oh no, he was just rope open me." <laughs> oh, oh, oh damn, I got the, the classic mistake. <laughs> I'm tired out. I'm so tired I fell in the grave. Oh no, the dirt <laughs> fell on me. Oh, you've won this round again, Mr. Ali. <laughs> again, Cassius Clay is victorious. I'm covered in the Cassius Clay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I just like the idea of someone punching a grave. That's just the, my favorite image of yeah. the whole the old, thing. It's That's not the rope of dope, it's something else, though. It's the corpse of dorps with a coffin and <laughs> coffin and dolphin. <laughs> dolphin a coffin. <laughs> have you ever made a music video? <laughs> For one of my products? Yes, like I know uh, when you were doing Robson Arms, they would do uh, Top and Tails with uh, with you performing, which was very music video-ish. Yeah, they were going to do a video for that, mm -hmm. and then they ran out of time on set that day. Well, that's really pissed great. me off. Because <laughs> it was a really weak excuse. Because uh, I said, just, just film the beginning of the song, and then film the end of the song, and then you can edit everything in there. Or just film us once doing the song. The song's only, what, what two minutes long? Yeah. Just... Film us once, please. They said, no, we got to move on. And I went, all right. So that was going to be one of their marketing things. Um, I did a video for uh, His Name is Jesus, kind of, that I performed right here on your show a couple oh, of Christmases right. ago. That's okay. Right. The one Christmas song that I wrote. <laughs> but it appeared, in fact, I think you can find it on YouTube, on yeah. the Pacific Profiles Christmas special. Oh, oh nice one. Uh, okay. Me as the Lonely Shepherd. Nice. It's really me in a bathrobe and a towel. <laughs> this sounds like... You know, okay, let me just say this. Yep. Because the we're doing shepherd. Christmas in July, I think, Dave, you've got to try and find that if you can. Because then if you put that video on our page, yeah, we've really got Christmas in July going on. Sure. We're going with the theme. Sure, yeah. Sounds great. It shouldn't be hard to find. I think it's Pacific Profiles Christmas special. The Lonely Shepherd. And yeah, Wasn't you're going to have song? to go through it. Wasn't that a song by... Uh... Is that Do 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 he was, uh, yeah, Mo Coffin. He was, he was a jazz flautist in, in Canada. He That's right. He's a jazz flautist. Yeah. Back when that was big. <laughs> yeah, there was once a thing like that. You could make a living. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't have to play to whales like Paul Horn. Yeah. That was a Paul Horn knock. <laughs> I don't know if it's. It seemed like a whale knock as well. I don't know if knock that time on whales. Is over yeah. now. Do you remember that when he would like sit on the edge of a sit on the edge of a, of a tank? Charles Christmas in Wales. Probably. At, him. Probably at Sealand. <laughs> 
people say that aquariums are cruel to whales, but they never. Most aquariums never had Paul Horn come in and torment a whale with a flute. <laughs> I also did. I did <laughs> that's cruelty. Yeah, I mean, being cat caught is like this is the worst day of my life. And then like later on with the flute, okay, amend it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put this in my diary. Officially, worst day ever. Yes, dear diary. I also was, did extra work in a rock video. Maybe mm. did you end up having to do anything like that in your uh, early career? Of... Have I ever been in a rock? Video? I don't believe I have. No, it was actually a country western video for a band called the Jeans, I think. Okay, and the song I think I was called Genius. Yeah, I think it was G E N E S. J E A N S. I think they actually wore the jeans. No. Not G-E-N-E-S, which is why we're all going to do uh, You, Me, and 23. What's it called? Yeah, that's, that's right. You, Me, and Dupree. We're all going to watch You, Me, and Dupree and see where we all come from. 23 and Me, which sounds like a creepy dating site. We're all related to Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Wow. Let's wow. Jeez. It all makes sense. Wow. <laughs> You're more Jimmy Stewart. Let's hear yours. Uh, I was. I, I, oh, okay. I, you're gonna have to play it back because <laughs> I think I was probably Jimmy Stewart. I was just going, "Wow, wow!" And then wow. I was trying to think. He was just in uh, I Love Dogs, was he not? Yes, he did a voice in that. Didn't no, he? did he? Wasn't it? Wasn't he? I Love Dogs. No, I thought Owen was in. How did he not get in a Wes Anderson movie? Because he hasn't been in a Wes Anderson movie for quite a while. Are you sure? I think they had a falling out. Oh, I hope okay. not. Okay, or he's I just too busy. Not. He's just too busy. Hey, since I last saw you guys. Yeah. Looking oh. up Owen Wilson while you guys talk. That's yeah, right. Well, you look up Owen Wilson. I have to thank you again, live on the air. Oh, okay. For taking over the episode of The Gentleman of Elegant Leisure. Oh, okay. With your... Well, Dave loves a drink. <laughs> Did you listen to the episode? Oh. Yeah. In Could fact, I not think in the next five episodes, we uh, ever said, I think even Dave would like this drink, we would often say. <laughs> I, see, here's the thing that I find amazing, because... Okay, you have two. You have two. You have three. Three hosts for the show. Yes. You. Yeah. Fred. Mm-hmm. And, and Harvey. Da- and, and Harvey. And Dave. <laughs> and Dave. Owen right. Wilson. That's right. That's my Owen Wilson. And oh. so Dave is a classic Dave, in that he doesn't drink. Dave is a classic Dave. He's such a Dave. But for whatever reason, yeah. he always likes the cocktails on that. So I don't believe that he's a non-drinker. Ah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think historically he was not a non-drinker. He oh. used to be gin and tonic. Oh, okay. Back before I even knew him. Oh, back I see. Back when he hosted a rock video show <laughs> on local cable, oh, actually, wow. to tie it into the theme. Oh, uh, wh- wh- Called, I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> People would call up and just go, I think you've had enough. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta play generic Clapton one more time one more when no time. one can stop me. Just uh, really listen to the lyrics. It's really <laughs> so deep. Lido. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> one more drink over the limit. Okay. I think his show was called Night Scene. Oh, Night Scene. Yeah, I think it was Night Scene. Okay, nice. And I'm going to assume it's S-E-E-N. Was... <laughs> it was spelled as Gene, as in genome. It was a short for night scenome. <laughs> so you're right. And I, I, but uh, that's a good point. I should bring that up to him. There has been a couple where he'll make a face. And he's, oh, okay. and he's not that much of a fan of it, but not as not much a fan of the drink as you were not. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Like What's interesting now is it's made watching people drink in movies and on television uh-huh. much more interesting for me. Because before I would watch it, I'd just be like, I assume it's good. I don't know. I've never tasted it. But now when they drink, like, especially when people like have like a full, like a glass of whiskey in a show, mm-hmm. and they just take it and knock it back. 
I'm just like, oh, yeah, exactly. See, see, see. How you don't know how hard that is. How depressed you have to be to knock back a full glass of whiskey. It's just like, oh, your yeah. throat must be on fire. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just so it's so strange to watch now. Like knowing, like before, it was a mystery. And I have to say, like, like that Ian had purchased um, Bombay Sapphire Gin, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yes, it's a beautiful gin. Like it looks beautiful. Yeah, blue bottle. Tastes terrible. <laughs> well, it tastes like gin. It tastes, yeah, it's heavy on the gin. They should put that right. They should put it before Bombay yeah. Sapphire. Yeah, they should put a, put a little warning, warning. on this. Tastes like gin. Contains may contain traces of gin. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just terrible. But uh, I can't even remember the two drinks. There was the Kentucky Colonel, Kentucky Colonel and the other one was the Burnside. Side, the Burnside. That's yeah. right. The Burnside burns for Elvis. You liked the Kentucky Colonel, I think, but you did not so. like the Burnside. Yeah, I think so. I think that was right. One was like yeah. a blech, and the other one was like a, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you know, now I have uh, liquor at the house, so whenever we need be, I'll mix a uh, thing together. It'll be good. Right, you can do a Kentucky well, that's... Colonel. In a... But thank yeah. you again. It was great. And of course, our, our, our listenership went through the roof. <laughs> Is that right? It's huge. <laughs> And then it went now over. we got to buy a new roof. <laughs> Had to cancel the show. Can't afford that. It was like burning our instruments. We're foolish. <laughs> but, uh, but it was funny to have you guys take over the show like that and then have it so listened to because it was a little bit. This is my uh, my simile that I've been waiting to share with you guys. <laughs> if you go see a band, yeah. and the band is okay. You right. like it's a band you like, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But at one point near the end of the show, they do that other song. From a more successful band. Oh, okay. And everybody goes out of their mind <laughs> for that. It's sort of like, oh, didn't you didn't want to hear us? <laughs> we have two more original numbers after Satisfaction. <laughs> so, uh, but it was neat. It was a neat experiment, and I, uh, I'm glad you did it. And I won't enter any more contests. Maybe I'll send a question. In yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? But- Jeez. <laughs> we can always. We'll have to maybe. Well, don't don't worry about it. We I enjoyed the it. I enjoyed the craftiness of it, like assembling things and figuring out how to yeah. mix a drink and getting the shaker and doing all that and buying the stuff, and it mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, that was a, one of my most fun episodes. Excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one a lot. And I'm not like a drinky, pardon me, drinky drinker, but yeah, it was uh, good times. If you Dave, say so, Dave, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed I enjoyed the show, and uh, I know I enjoyed doing it. It was fun to do, and it was fun to talk about. Well, what the... I should do if I if I if I come back for the, for the Boxing Day show? Oh yes, it's a, it's up in the air. In still. case I you know bomb too much on this one, mm. um, uh, I, I should come with a drink. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you should. And then, then you, just a little one, so you can sip it and go. No, that I don't like that one either. <laughs> And I'll, and I'll have it, and it'll be fine. Yeah. No, it started, I don't know when the tradition of people bringing us food uh, happened, but th- we were getting quite a bit for a while, which was pretty great. We were getting uh, co- we were getting cookies mm-hmm. with potato chips in them. That's right. That was good. We were getting uh, like the same from the Kathleen. Jello, Kathleen. Yeah. We were getting uh, ma- many different uh, wonderful treats. I couldn't have treats. any of that because it was during my sugar fast, but... Yeah, that was the best Sorry. part. It was like I had to, I had to have them all. <laughs> so Ian. No, when we were having guests uh, over, like, uh, come eat with us, uh, we would uh, we would occasionally get people bringing snacks. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is this that is great. Nice. What yeah. a great deal this is! Like bring people over and they give snacks. <laughs> so good. That could often ha- well, I think that used to happen quite a, quite a bit. You'd invite people over and they'd bring something with them. Yeah, Pot maybe luck? that's I don't know, not even potluck, but you just would bring something out of luck. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> but you just bring something with you for yes. for like, whether it's a snack to yeah. throw into the general snackiness or or a, whatever. I. Uh, for us at our house, whenever we have guests come over for dinner, ex- veteran guests of, of us know to bring their own wine because they know that we have no wine in the house. <laughs> so they will bring their own or bring their own beer 
because once again, we do not. We don't I mean, it used to be they'd come over and they have to make their own toilet wine, which was just terrible. <laughs> they have to bring their wine. own toilet. Yeah, that's how <laughs> what poor hosts they were. <laughs> Explain the stains in the toilet. Yeah, wow. that's the only the only place you could make it. So uh, <laughs> there, there you go. You're not going to let them make it anywhere else. I think in the episode after the one that you guys taped for us, you're, you're right. Your guest was uh, I forget who it was. It was a girl, and she had brought vegan cheese. Or did oh she yes, bring vegan? Nina. oh that's uh, Nina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nina it was Nina. Was it Nina? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Because that's going to segue into my next my next bit of business. Oh, okay. I, I'm after I'm after autographs for my copy of Sparks. <laughs> oh, well, I, I couldn't say uh, couldn't say no. <laughs> uh, you want to get me a pen over there, Dave? Maybe a pim a pig pigma. A pigma? A pigma. Oh no, I'll take a I'll take a sharp A. Okay. As well. Oh, sure. Look at that. I put it in a dirty bag. Oh, oh, aren't we all a dirty bag in a way? <laughs> that's no good. I know you did this as a surprise. You should have told me though, and I would have brought my uh, my colored pens with me. Oh, that's all right. Well, next time we see you, you can. I'm yeah. not going to put it back in that bag. I all just right. grabbed the bag from home. <laughs> so is so this, yeah. am I making this out to you? It was a bread. Yes, bag. please. Sure thing. Because I didn't go. get down to the big signing. Now I wanted to ask you guys, Nina. Uh, doesn't actually also work down at the Golden Age Collectibles, does she? No, 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 no. Because okay, no, no, no. I thought it would no. be funny if she moonlighted there. Because when I bought it at Golden Age Collectibles, the girl that sold it to me said, Oh, the artwork in this is great. And I thought, <laughs> oh. I thought wouldn't that be funny? Because I don't know what Nina looks oh, like. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. And yes, that would be a terrible thing. Nina would not have the time. <laughs> no, oh, I didn't think gosh. so. gosh. Do that and do that. I am trying my best to draw August the cat now. This is good because uh, I'm doing a signing in uh, in San Diego uh, in two days. Are you going to Comic Con? My gosh, I am. I'll oh. tell you why I'm so nervous today and running so many errands. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Wow. And why we're doing this episode a couple of days earlier than we would normally. But yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a signing with. Uh, you can say her name, uh, Dave, because I get it wrong every time, and then you correct me. Rena Telgemeier. There you go. And uh, Jeff Smith and some other people who do Jeff books Smith. for uh, for Scholastic. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited and it'll be uh, fun. Looking yeah. forward to it. Also, we announced today uh, Exorcisters uh, will be coming out from uh, Image Comics. We weren't able to say that it was coming from Image Comics before now, but yeah, it'll be coming out from Image Comics in October. I'm doing that with uh, Giselle uh, Legacy. Uh, who's a, who's an amazing artist who does a, a webcomic called uh, Menage a Three or Trois. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> okay. I think three because it's number three, but then three is also Trois because numbers are numbers. Yeah. Anyway, she's great. Uh, Menage a Three is funnier. I, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so that's why that's why I go. Anyway, uh, we there just announced that Alice? today. So come October, uh, buy that. And if you're in San Diego, say hi. I'll be doing the Bongo panel. Uh, uh, talking about Simpsons stuff. I'll be doing the Scholastic panel, uh, talking about comic stuff. And then I'm doing one about Canadians kind of uh, finding our own way uh, the next day with uh, our friend Hope Nicholson and, uh, and, and my wife Pia will be wow, uh, cool. also there, there. And, and Cecil uh, Cacciolucci, who is an amazing writer. Uh, she, wrote a, she wrote a hockey opera recently <laughs> that was so good. Uh, and she's also a comic book writer. She writes... Uh, Shade uh, the Changing Girl, well, which is also a very good comic. So uh, we're all going to be talking about how do Canadians get their act together and do shit, and we'll be telling Americans that. But we're going to America, which is scary right now, <laughs> right? Scary. It's yeah. scary to go this to America. Is, well, not scary? you, because you just like pop over the border to see a movie and then come back, yeah, safey, safey, like zip, zip, zip. Also, <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, so uh, not spending time there. You're right. It's a, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I think it'll be safe in San Diego. I think so too. I feel like this is the civilized part of of 
of the of the world. Also, Not my, all of it, of course. My wife does a lot of political cartoons, so there's a bit of like, will there be any blowback there? Yeah. But this is such a good week for nobody liking Trump that it's great. <laughs> like even people that like Trump yeah. last week, this week are I don't know. <laughs> so it's okay. So this is a good week to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see we'll see how it but flies. But here's the thing: you say it's you say that I it's safey safey, but I live in a rural area. Yeah. So when I cross the border from Canada into the United States, I'm crossing the border into Trump country right away. Mm-hmm. Like when the election was happening two years ago, whenever whenever it was, two years ago, uh, that was Trump country. Those were all Trump signs all the way from the border to Bellingham. Yeah. In Bellingham, it, it evened out a little bit because Bellingham is a college town. Yes. And so it has a bit, it has a bit of a liberal, uh, you know, it's a bit of a liberal bastion in the middle of this huge red area. Mm. <laughs> Same way that Portland is. You go into Portland, you'd think that Oh, everyone in Oregon, they're a bunch of liberals. This is like a real big democratic state. But no, like as soon as you step outside of the safe environs of, of Portland, you are deep in red country and that's going to be all, tr- all Do you think all Blaine Trump- is a uh, Pennsylvania? Blaine is red country? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere that's rural, for sure. Yeah. Okay. See, I never, yeah. I never felt that way about Blaine, but maybe you're right. I think it's because I have seen both signs on the on the yards of mm. Blaine. Yeah, uh, it's different because when you when you go into where I cross, I go into Linden, mm. which is a oh right, it's a farming area, like yeah, a yeah, very yeah. rural area, and that's highly, uh, you know, I feel like they're more than. I feel like rural areas are feeling the the crunch, you know, a lot more than other other, you know, jobs or whatever. Like you can see, you can see the decline in fortunes in Linden if you drive. Oh like yeah, how it used to be to compare how it is now. And it could just be that who the fuck wants to be a dairy farmer? What a horrible job that would be! So much responsibility. Not a cow. Cow doesn't want a job. The, the That's why cows never rise through the ranks of the company and no, become true. CEOs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard they're I've heard they're pretty bossy. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Um, but yeah, it's a hard job, right? Like now, that was good, Owen Wilson, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's what we got to do. You got to think cow, 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 and Wilson. Wow, well, it's true. It does kind of work. Wow, was he in Isle of Dogs? Nope. Oh, well, that's what I said. But Isle of Cows. <laughs> we'll wait for the knockoff. Actually, sounds more like a cat, actually. Well, have fun in Comic Con. You've been to Comic Con before, yes, as both just guest and also as presenter. Uh, as well, I've I've presented a, an award uh, there once. Yeah, I did that. Uh, but yeah, my uh, I, who won the award? Uh, Paul Levitz. Oh, so it's for best editor or something? Yeah, it was an editing uh, award. Okay, and he ended up with like two awards, and no one knew why. And so I made a comment about that while he was leaving. It's like, he's got two awards. No one knows why. But are you going to take one from him? Of course you won't. Because it's Paul Levitz. If he wants a second one, he gets one. That's how it goes. His name is at the back of all those DC comics. Yep. He must have been like a pretty high up editor there. Paul Levitz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, Johnny Big Shot. (laughs) I think he still is Johnny Big Shot. Oh, is he still there? He's uh, around. Yeah, I believe so. Mm. I think. He's like editor emer- emer- emeritus. I guess. Sure, let's go with that. Retired, but he's like so. Mr. Legion of Superheroes. He is the guy who knows everything about it, which is actually one of my favorite group of characters. Even though it's such a dense fan yeah. uh, thing that I can't get through it. I, I I don't understand it, but I like it a lot. 
I like the idea of superheroes in the future, and they're all teenagers. They oh, won't yeah. let any adults in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Get out of your. Pops. You think it's dense, or do you mean like modern? It's dense now. The, I think. I the think original it's, idea. I think. Uh, I. Th- I. Th- I think uh, since the seventies, it's been so dense with continuity. Yeah. Okay. That just good luck, Jack. At, like making your <laughs> way through that, and then they kept rebooting it. Yeah. And then it was like, well, now who knows what's yeah, yeah. what and whatever. Yeah. But it was the it was the comic where you know characters could die. Like you wouldn't have watch read a Justice League and then the Flash dies. They wouldn't do that. No. But they had enough people that like, mm-hmm. oh, Iron Lad uh, says, I'm going to go, well, hell help. All yeah. right. Well, you go stand up against the creature that can melt a sun. All right. <laughs> we'll do. Dead. <laughs> like, all right. You go into the tribute room of dead legionnaires. Yeah. And it's like, that's a big room. There's a lot of dead legionnaires. <laughs> this, is, this is a tough, tough gig. Tough. Or you're like. And they're teenagers. Or so you're like Lightning Lad. Yeah. And you lose an arm. Who loses an arm? No one loses an arm, you know, uh, at least back then. Yeah. But yeah, like, ah, oh, they took your arm off. Now you got a robot arm. What? <laughs> What's that about? Only villains have uh, that, but nope, he did. Or Misty Knight. Or Misty Knight. Or what? the Winter Soldier. Oh, or yes. Cable. <laughs> or or <laughs> Deathlock. Cable's kind of a villain, isn't he? Cable? Yeah. No, Cable's a hero. Is he a hero? Yeah. Just because you've had a hard time with Shaw Cable to make Cable <laughs> <right>. a villain. <laughs> or yeah. Agent Coulson. That's true. Yeah, that's everyone's true. everyone's got a metal arm, Dave. Uh, he just has a hand, but it, yeah, uh, it's from the. Is it above the elbow or below the elbow? I think it's below the elbow. Fair enough. All right, all right. <laughs> you know what I watched the other day that you did not make it through? Uh, Justice League. Mm. You left, right? You didn't see the whole movie. Yeah. Well, also we had jerks in the theater too, so it was a combination uh. of like this isn't going to get better, and they're not going to get better, uh. and life's not going to be longer. <laughs> we should just leave. We got other stuff to do. So yeah. we went. Apparently, I don't. Did you? Did you? Have you seen Justice League? I have not. All right. And if we spoil things, is that a sad oh, thing no, for I'm you? Oh no, I'm fine. And we're back to you, David. And what was your thoughts? Oh, well, I mean, if you compare it to Superman. Which one? New Superman? The Superman one. Man of Steel? Man of Steel, yeah. Okay. Or if you compare it to Superman versus Batman. Batman v. Superman. It's like... V. Predator, v. Alien. It's like... V. Kramer, v. Kramer. V. Wade. <laughs> it's it's like a real breath of fresh air. But it looks so terrible. Like, in every way, that movie looks like garbage. Like, I, like, I don't know who they hired... For, well, I know who they hired for a cinematographer. When you look at his credits, they're not much. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just that Zack Snyder look that he likes films to be kind of... Right. And then it was uh, Joss Whedon took over uh, when there was a tragedy that was happening. Mm-hmm. But I think he yeah. just did the reshoots and stuff like that. But he had a hand in the script already. Oh, like you he, can you can tell that he co-wrote it. I think you can see some you can see some Whedon popping out of that thing yeah. like crazy. But it's just the look of it. Like okay, like so they're introducing in the movie. I don't. If I don't I, you know what? Spoil it. It's been enough time. Go. Is, yeah. So in the movie, they're introducing guys. If you don't want to spoil, go ahead. Fifteen minutes in the show. Okay, go. Elements of the new gods. Jack Kirby's the new gods. Um, they have the mother box, and then they have the the um, boom. The what was it called? The uh, boom tube. Boob tube. Boob uh, tube. No boom tube. Well, actually, the mother box is the boob tube. Oh, oddly enough, I'm sorry. It's oh. all television. Yes. Oh, okay. Was everything just television today? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so it had those elements in the film, right? But then, like Thor Ragnarok, which kind of reveled in Kirby esque style, this movie just completely throws out any kind of idea of using like Kirby esque elements in its. How it's designed and stuff like that. Well, now that you've brought up the boom tube, here's the problem with the boom tube. Is that, uh, yeah, we're talking Thor, the first Thor movie, they have a boom tube. Yeah. They have a thing where, you know, there's a way of traveling, and it's a tube, yeah. and it goes boom, yeah. and you travel. Yeah. So they have already used it. So when you see the boom, which are both Kirby, like it's a Kirby, Thor is a Kirby thing too. Yeah. So it's like, they used it. 
Done. Oh, and you got a box. Whoa, what's that? A lot of power in that box. Oh, you mean like in uh, like Avengers, where there's a box, and that box has infinite power? Because it's a box with power? Yeah. Well, we've seen that already. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for those two <laughs> ideas. All right, please continue. <laughs> yeah, and of course, it mentions Darkseid, but we're not introduced to him in this film. Which I actually and was, why not? I felt, actually felt like it was a relief that we didn't actually see Darkseid. When are we going to see Darkseid, then? What, well, uh, it's going to happen. Come on. But when? What are we doing? Know. Why are we biding our time? We're like, what are we, four? We're four movies deep in this thing. It's like, who are, who are the Justice League going to fight? Oh, you know, uh, your favorite villain. Who's that? Solomon St- Grundy. <laughs> no, I, Solomon Grundy has at least been mentioned in a song by the Crash Test Dummies, which <laughs> yeah. has been mentioned already in this episode. <laughs> That's true. It's, con- it's in continuity. That's it right. Is. But it's like, we're no like, one. We're like the Legion of Superheroes. Sweet Lord Almighty, no one has heard of. And, except for the band, Steppenwolf. Yeah. We're yeah. fighting Steppenwolf. He was, that character was born to be wild. <laughs> and yet he was quite mild. Yeah. What do you know about Steppenwolf from this movie? Sweet F all. Well, he's a bad guy. Is he? Why? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, but why is he bad? Because he's born bad? He's b- b- born to be b- b- bad? <laughs> sure, okay. Please continue. I, like, you know, I just feel like that's a weird question to ask sometimes because why is the, why is the mean fairy in Sleeping Beauty mean? Like, because she's mean. Like, you don't need a backstory. In Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Oh, here's the here's why she's mean. Uh, because... Don't quote from the movie. The movie came out later on. What? Don't quote from the, the movie that came out. You can't quote from yeah, Maleficent? Yeah, you can't use Maleficent. Hey, they're doing a sequel. Okay, how about this? Uh, in the original uh, Mean Fairy thing, wasn't yeah. it that she wasn't invited to the baptism? Yeah, because she's mean. Mm, but then there's a slight, at least. You weren't you weren't invited. You were yeah. rude to the fairy. Yeah. And that in fairy t- in fairy tale things, sure. if you were okay. rude, yeah. You know, I'm at the door. I would like food. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, now I get to kill you. That's <laughs> fairy. Yeah, fairy well, no, tale. I rules. get to turn you into a beast. Is what you yeah, say. or whatever the shit. Yeah, yeah it's no. it's rules. And yeah. but Steppenwolf is just I got horns. I'm mean. But okay, continue. He's a mean guy. Mean guy with horns. I'm here to be mean. But I'm not as mean as the guy I'm talking up that should be here soon. Ah, not today though. I wish <laughs> enjoy your movie, folks. <laughs> I, I guess I guess you're right. I wish they'd had a flashback to his failed root canal operation <laughs> that turned him so sour. <laughs> oh, my mouth is so sore. I hate everyone. I uh, unfortunately, I wish I was more of a superhero. You don't fan. Yeah, oh, you oh, don't I do though because there's elements that I love. But I love, I loved, I loved when it was just a bad guy. But I understand why that peters out. But you know, like when you read when they re-released the first um, all of the the, the, the Batman comics, mm-hmm. and all that ever was was the Joker just wanted to rob the, the payroll. That was all. Everything, <laughs> every new adventure was the Joker. The payroll's moving at midnight. Yep. I'm going to rob the payroll. We're yeah. going to get twenty five grand, <laughs> and Batman would afford it. Yeah. And I like that. And then yeah. uh, uh, say uh, Spider Man, uh, awful animated series that we all loved as kids. Oh, so good. Right? Again, so bad. misunderstandings. He'd get there. It's all the guys with hats, right? All the bad guys have hats. It's yeah. still that vintage yeah. of, of that. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? J. Jonah Jameson. J- <laughs> Spider-Man's Parker. bad. He's, yeah. he's not bad. He's helping out, but he's just crooks. Yeah. But once you get into the super villain thing, now you have this. You say, why are they bad? Why are they so powerful? And I, I feel like I'm a little left behind in a lot of this. I'm just like, you know what? I don't... I don't care. They don't know either. I don't care why. They don't know either. I didn't see the Avengers thing or Affinity War with Thanos. Why is Thanos that was one of the, so big and bad? But, that, but he's but he's not that he's bad. It's that he's he's not bad. Well, he's, he's bad. bad. Okay. He's bad. But I, but I mean that he's not like just evil for the point for the sake of being evil. He has like some kind of weird 
idea of why he's doing what he's doing. Oh, okay. Well, that's you know, and so yeah. they, he's actually one of the few villains that have been in the movies so far. I guess him and uh, I think the villain in Black Panther are characters mm-hmm. where you can understand why why they're doing what they're doing. I see. Most of the time, though, you're. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know what he's doing. I was happy with Lex Luthor. And I don't even know what his beef was. He just wanted to... Did he really want to kill Superman or just always almost kill Superman? Well, Superman, that's uh, the reason he doesn't have any hair. That was the deal. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> yeah, that. That's right, he, Superman saved him his life, but like he lost his hair. Right. And he went, you were always jealous of me, you son of a bitch. And I don't know why she's talking about this. She's talking about <laughs> Holly Hunter for some reason. Bonafide. Anyway, uh, she was in Superman. Uh, and so it blows, yes, his, she ha- was. blows his hair off. And yeah. it's like, now you've made me a freak. A freak! <laughs> uh, I'm going to be evil. And uh, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna go after you. But he never, for some reason, never tries to get Superman's hair. That's all he really needs. You would think like he won't, I will steal your hair, yeah. make your hair my own, yeah. and that I will be the god. <laughs> that would be a good Lex Luthor motivation. That would be a great one. And then you've got, the problem then is you've got Brainiac. Yeah. And Brainiac's also bald, but has no issues with it. He accepts himself. And it's not, he's not. Well, it's, ma- because, it's because his brain is so active that all the hair just fell out? I don't know. It's probably for him a sign of, of his intelligence. Could be. But that's the other problem is like Superman's main villain is like a smart guy. Yeah. And then his second villain is a smarter guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's too many smart guys. Yeah. And then you got like, what's your other villain? A real dumb guy that looks just like me except all craggle-faced. All right. So you got a smart guy and a dumb guy. What else you got? Yeah, not much. We're done. Oh, a magic guy. You can do anything. Well, that's all right. Fine. <laughs> is, that, okay. is that a popular character? The Mr. Mixes Pitlick? Yeah. Hey, yeah, if you want to just goof around. Mm. Okay, so continuing with the movie. Uh, yes. And then I have a question about that that relates to what you are saying, but go oh, on. Well, you can ask a question. Oh, you talked about uh, cinematography. Please save it for the 350,000. <laughs> <laughs> you talked Dear about David. the cinematography yeah. and making it look, what, a little dull and a little, you're just not no, happy it's with just, how everything is, is looking? No, everything is dark. So ever since the terrible movie 7, when David Fincher had them take do some sort of process on the film and it took out colors in some way it took out it took out some element and made the film much darker and blacker right which i guess suits the theme of the film but ever since then people have like started color color correcting their movies yeah and it's become this thing now where like color has disappeared from film and what's become very popular is gray the color gray <laughs> and i don't know if it's because it's easier to do cgi with a neutral color like gray and you can just like you don't have to worry about coloring things too much you can just have everything gray but everything looks gray in movies now, and like this, the, these movies are no different. Well, that's where like, I was going with the snippet of it, because it yeah. seems to me the the bits of Marvel movies that I've seen, the Marvel folks seem to have not done that. No. It's almost like no. DC and Warner Brothers, however the hierarchy there works, yeah. has had to say, well, this is what we're going to look like. And yet you go back to the classic comics, and I mean, between Superman sure. and the red and the blue and the yellow and Wonder Woman with her, and there was there was that... that that 1950s kind of, where they're all lined up looking up the right stuff kind of <laughs> yeah, pose. Sure, yeah. I want it to be, I want it to be more colorful. I don't and, want the subdued. And the real drag is when you're watching it, you watch it on television, right? I watch it on television. Lovely. Uh, I watch it with 3D glasses on, which darkens it even more. Mm, yeah, and then you're really yeah. like, ugh, what's going on? This is just blech. <laughs> just blech and yeah, blech. I can imagine watching it in, uh, I want more. I wanted to. I think they should be a little bit happier. I don't think they have to because Marvel went the happy road before they could go happy. I don't think they have to go sad. Christopher Reeve Superman wasn't sad. Christopher Reeve Superman was colorful. Yeah, and I I like that. I mean, I I feel like the Superman in this movie was different tonally than the other films, though. Like same with Batman. He's, he's no longer burning people uh, <laughs> with uh with his uh, hot rod of a yeah. uh, bat. He's oh yeah, the branding. Other, uh, he was yeah, branding branding people, branding people yeah. with a bat insignia. 
in the last movie. In Batman v Superman. Yeah, he was yeah. burning people. It just would burn them. Like at the end, he's going to like burn Lex Luthor, but then something happens and Luthor goes crazy and he's like, oh, I'll leave him alone. I'm not going to brand him. But yeah, he brands people, which again, well, you're a monster. But then, but then it's a weird thing they say like, yeah, and if you're branded by Batman in prison, then that's a death sentence for you because they think you're working for Batman. Like, think you're working for Batman? <laughs> like, like, like you did this because you're a fan? Like, you know that he brands people. And also, Batman, you're just sending people to jail to get fucking shivved? Yeah. Well, you sack of shit. Kill him yourself, you coward. Like, this is, what a, what a terrible thing for Batman to do on every damn right. level. You see that brand? That means he works on Batman's plantation. <laughs> So, yeah, right, well, yeah, back, right. yeah. So, so in this <laughs> Did one. Did Batman ever do that in a comic? Did he ever? No! No, I didn't think so. Of course not! <laughs> maybe it's he's not a joke. monster. <laughs> even when he's the worst of the Batman. Like, even when he's Frank Miller's Batman uh, Dark Knight, he's right. not branding people. <laughs> and also, he's not using guns. He takes guns and he bricks them in half in the Dark Knight. And in this one, he's just like, well, let's shoot him up. Let God sort him out. <laughs> Don't you hate guns because he killed your parents? <laughs> <laughs> Now. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> that Superman guy, I, I sort of don't trust him. Better murder him. I'm the good guy. How so? And anyway. that was the, yeah, that was the, the interesting part of... <laughs> How are you not Lex Luthor? There's no difference. Yeah. You're two rich guys that are just fucking around Superman. Yeah. There's no difference between you, except you've got hair. There's a... <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. It's all under the cowl. Could that was be. a part of Justice League that was interesting. It's throughout the whole thing, Batman sort of chagrined all the time. He's kind of like, well, I really fucked up with Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I thought he was I thought he was a bad guy. He was saving people and I didn't I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and no one mentions to Batman, why are you leading this team? <laughs> yes. You are the last guy, yeah. one, that he wants to see if we're bringing him back. And and two, why are you you're the you're a jerk. You're king king of the jerks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, his character really does a bit of a change in this film as Completely. well. Completely! Yeah. He's really, a radically different guy. Yeah, they had to do a lot of changing of characters. Only Wonder Woman kind of stands as as herself. But it's and maybe I'm dumb, but when I'm thinking about it now, when, when Wonder Woman has her like fight sequences, I don't remember it playing her theme, but maybe it did. Yeah, I, it did. Yeah. Okay. I might, I probably wasn't paying attention by that yep. point. I was doing a lot of things like that. did the da 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 whatever. Okay. Was. I was reading a book also while watching it. So. Well, let me, let me tell you my biggest, yeah. uh, the, the point where after I just went, well, here's my hat. And I didn't even come in with a hat. Goodbye, sir. I'm leaving now. This movie, this movie doesn't give a damn. And so off I go, sir. Goodbye. And to you talking in the back. Go fuck yourself, and go fuck yourself. Tommy Texter, Sally Seat Kicker, all of you. Vinny Vomiter, Thomas oh. Thermometer. They've got uh, live-action versions of them now before the movies, uh, those guys. They're not, they're not real. Oh, no, they're real people. You're right. They're real people. They've given them faces. Unfortunately, they've got like a couple of them that I'm like, I wonder who they are. Because you see their name, and you're like, who's that? Okay, but here's my biggest, here's, here's <laughs> my, I'm, I'm a go and this is enough for me. Yeah. So there's a Wonder Woman scene off the top of the movie. That's a good scene. It's actually a good scene. There's like someone who's. Can you, who's can you got, say it again? Can you a play this? good scene. No, no, what was the scene? Oh, uh, well, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, but what was the scene exactly? I okay. Don't remember. So one, so someone's got like a bomb and they're threatening to blow up these people. And so, is that, a, it's a bomb, right? Oh, that's right. The, the, in a bank. Or in a bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's typical yeah. superhero. This is great. This, I'm on board on this. This is exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And there, and and people are crying, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. And and then you get the thing like, we're gonna blow it up anyway, no matter what. They don't care. They're gonna blow it up anyway. And like, oh, they're really bad. They're really it's bad. Really they're nationalist terrorists. Yeah, they're terrorists. Yeah. They got a bomb. It's all fucking perfect. 
And then you got like the sealed door. Cops are outside. Can't do nothing. Well, what happens? Wonder Woman slides through the door, shatters the shit out of the thing. Here's Wonder Woman. What? <laughs> so uh, we we better get a shooting. So yeah. they get a shooting, and you think like, well, she's well, what does she do? She does the ting ting with the bracelet. No, no. Here's what she does, and th- and here is the seed that's planted that ruins the movie for me. So someone shoots at her. She watches the bullet. Yeah. And slowly dodges out of the way of the bullet. Yeah. Bullet goes past her. So Wonder Woman, let's just say this, is really fucking fast. So fast that she can watch a bullet go past her. Then later she like hits the bullet with the bracelet. Yeah, she's doing all the hits now. She grabs the bomb <laughs> and it's like, what am I going to do with it? She jumps through the roof into the sky, throws the bomb, bop, boom. Doesn't really. The physics are bad. The physics are bad, but she's a god who gives a shit. <laughs> Bob Boom saves everybody. Yeah. Good superhero stuff. Excellent. Demigod. It's anyway. really great. Okay, so Wonder Woman's awesome. Yeah. Later on in the movie, there's a scene where there's Superman, and Superman's kind of mind-controlled. He's a bit messed up, mm. and everyone's grabbing Superman. Well, the Flash, who can go into super speed, uh, goes, I'm going to take care of some business, and starts running. And you're like, all right, well, Flash is taking care of some business. Then he sees Superman. And Superman slowly turns his head. And you're like, Superman's as fast as the Flash. He can see the Flash. Oh, he's as fast as the Flash. The Flash is in trouble. Oh, my God. And so they start fighting. I'm like, oh, this is really something. But what you're like is, well, Wonder Woman's there. And you took a scene off the top to establish to me that she is literally faster than a speeding bullet. You've showed this to me. You showed a similar scene later with the Flash when he's being established where yeah. Batman throws his Batarang and they have a parallel thing that we just seen off the top, but it's great. The Flash does it too. Dodge. Great. You can do that trick too. Grab the thing. Nice. You're dr- dodgy Magoo. But she, but she didn't. They just went, eh, Wonder Woman yeah, doesn't do it now. She can't do it now. But she is. She's fast. Nah, no. Just the, just thing. And, 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 she and was, that, to be fair, she was busy baking cookies. <laughs> And this is my problem with Wonder. This is my problem with Wonder Woman is they continually in these movies only have Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman when they remember, oh yeah. Whereas normally it's like she's as strong as Superman. Oh my god, she should just fight Superman, but she doesn't. I love that we have she's, a pull quote for the show. Ian Booth hates Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman, but like Wonder Woman, Ian Booth has an a strange affection for Wonder Woman. But this was my problem with Batman v Superman as well. The whole big ending of that thing is Superman sacrifices himself. Uh, fighting a fighting a, a, a monster that can be killed by kryptonite, and he's got to use kryptonite to do it. And Batman's there, and Wonder Woman's there. And you can kind of go like, well, Batman, you've been fighting Superman this whole movie, and you've got kryptonite. I'm you tired. Should, you should do this. Oh, uh, Batman's too tired? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Batman can't. Okay. Hey, by the by, this thing is a, what is it, like a, on a spear? Hey, funny story. We got Wonder Woman here, who's an Amazon, <laughs> who fights with spears, who's as strong as you, who is not having any problem with kryptonite. Yeah, I'm more of an arrow person, I'm not really. <laughs> and you know, so I, I kind of skipped out right. of the spear. And Superman spear is, listen, I, I got to do this. Like, and everyone's, you're right. It is only you who can do it. What the fuck are you talking about? Wonder Woman? There's nothing that Wonder Woman can't solve, except they just go, meh. So the, my problem with that was you set up something at the beginning of the movie yeah. and you didn't pay it off later yeah. and it was lazy and dumb and I went, if you don't care about this, then I know what's coming at the end. CGI, CGI, CGI. Cause oh, it's a big how'd C- you know? And, uh, bleh, and then who gives a fuck? The end. So that's where we, that's where we left. Back well, to you, David. I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a tonally, it's a very, it's a tonally very odd film because you have, you have what Zack Snyder wants, which is, 
uh, basically to make us all regret that we didn't like um, Sucker Punch as much as he did. <laughs> this and is all his revenge. This is his revenge on That's us. That's right. And then, then you've got Joss Whedon's. Who, who did? Tone. What you didn't like the lobotomy scene? <laughs> did you see it in 3D? That's right. I put a lot of work into that. <laughs> oh, you like John Hamm, right? You don't like John Hamm giving you a lobotomy? All right. Well, different strokes for different yeah, folks, I suppose. No, explaining people's tastes. The 80s were different, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then you have Joss Whedon's tone in the film. And so it's a, it's very weird. Like, it's hard to com- to make these two things work. And I, and I, I, and you can tell when there's been, you can tell the reshoots in the film. Cause the reshoots, uh, Superman does not have any stubble on his upper lip. Like, he doesn't, like, like um oh yeah the mustache is uh, uh Henry Henry Cavill yeah who my daughter Eve Dedeker has already established is the most handsome man in the world he does however have a pronounced five o'clock shadow because he's a dark haired man but when they did the reshoots and they had to like um, CGI out his mustache that he was wearing for what will be a much better role in the fantastic film Mission Impossible Fallout everyone All right. July 26th. Uh, he, he, um, Mission Impossible mustache. Mission Impossible mustache. <laughs> then he, then he doesn't have a five o'clock shadow on his, on his upper lip. It's just a smooth, cause they, I guess they couldn't quite do that computer wise, so they didn't bother. It looks so wrong. Really? It doesn't really work. Let, it smiles well, the really first weird. scene you ever see of like Superman, he's being interviewed by some kids for like a, a, a video they're shooting on their yeah, phone. Yeah. And you just go, what the hell is wrong with Superman's face? Well, he's smiling for one thing. Yeah, it's Which weird. we have not seen right, in a, a Superman been, movie yet. Superman is gloomy and we have never seen him smiling. Yeah, and yeah. the kids are talking to me like, should kids be talking to Superman? <laughs> No, he's a sad guy. Yeah, this is a weirdo. Aren't, isn't the world scared of him? Yeah. Oh, you see, I or or reaching out, uh, you know, like he's a god. Yeah, as he like, floats above Like, why are kids them? like, hey, Mr. Superman, so good to see you. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. What is this opening of The Incredibles? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why. And I just, yeah, it's just weird. Like, okay, we know. He's we know that Man of man. Steel was a failure. We know that Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was a failure. Okay, Cole they and, both made good money, but Cole yeah, and Dawn okay, of Justice yes. was. A, I'm sure artistically, uh, we know that Suicide <laughs> Squad was a was a failure. I know it was a huge success, but for the people who made these movies, yes, I mean they got paid. They're not getting extra money from them. What they're what they're reacting to is the this you know the fact that no one likes them okay. except for like this dedicated band of weirdos who decided they're <laughs> DC DC guys. Uh, and then I you know I've got to say that Justice League was also a failure in terms of being an entertaining movie it's just not an entertaining film like i could get through it but you know i was watching on tv and i had a book <laughs> beside me that i could like when i got bored i would just pick up and read a little bit it was a phone know. book that's how bored you that's were. how I, that, that's how bored i was i was reading but the why, phone why book. have they taken this well, tack? you here. guys you guys would know this more than i would know this as well why have they taken this tack with superman this time around why did they think this was a good idea to do this where where have they riffed this element of superman from i think I, they want a more mature uh, yeah, Superman. It's a nice, it's an idea that I think comes from Dark Knight. Right. And I think that artistically that's kind of still the touchstone for yeah. people. Batman are... v Superman is basically one, the last issue of Dark Knight. Yeah. Right. Really, right. Yeah. You're right. And, and I think people want that. I think not people, but I think that the writers, you know, DC writers and DC people who like that, they want that element of it. They don't, they don't like the old Superman who's you know, when Lois Lane turns into a gorilla or whatever, you know, that, that's not, they, they just don't want that. They want this kind of very dark, 
mature right. thing. And but they don't seem to have a way to spin him out of it, do they yet? I mean, does except for this happy, happy, happy bear upper lip Superman who talks to the kids. <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. the only happy Superman? Well, it feels like if they if they want okay, they want the dark Superman. But if they want dark Superman, that's an art house movie. That's not a mainstream movie. That's not a movie where everyone goes and goes, yay! That's not a bring the kids. <laughs> that's an R rated movie, which I think some of these have been like there's there is a Batman v Superman that's R rated. Yes. Uh, and that's nonsense that there's a Batman and Superman team up movie yeah. that's R rated. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. And isn't funny. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can have it. You can do it, but then it better be, it's R rated. Then go R and, and don't try to mainstream it. And I, I best not be seeing toys for kids and I best not be seeing breakfast cereals. Yeah. Cause there shouldn't be a taxi driver breakfast cereal, you know, or any R rated movie breakfast cereal. That doesn't make any sense. They're trying to have it both ways. So they want it mainstream but mature. And you end up with this weird mix of like light moments that that go against the dark moments in bad ways. Whereas Marvel went, we're going to embrace the weird and just we're just going to go with it. They kind of had no choice in the sense that they had already optioned off their their most popular characters because of money problems in the early in the early nineties. So then they were stuck with. You know, having to make Iron Man into something, having to make who else? Who else did they have to? Do? Well, Thor, 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 the Hulk. Right. Yeah, I guess Hulk they really did, like they did sort of luck out almost in a way, didn't they? To, because Iron Man maybe not have been a hit, but Robert Downey Jr. managed to spin it into almost a resurgence for him, and yep. then people like the Iron Man. Well, yeah, and what's for... and what's so interesting about that film is that it was made during the writer strike, and so a lot of the film had to be, you know, kind of created in the moment. You know, they'd reach a point where. They're like, well, maybe this is, this doesn't really working. You know, can you think of something, Rob, Robert, Robert that you Downey want to Jr.? do? Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, Robert Downey Jr. And then John Favreau is the director. Yeah, so he like, was, was into, op- yeah, open to it. Open to yeah. improvisation. I mean, made, the movie made. It's basically a one long, <laughs> hour and a half long improv scene, you know, <laughs> uh, with him and... Uh, I read when Superman, I read the comics when oh. Superman died. Now, when Superman died in the comics... Is that the John Byrne ones? No. I, it was Doomsday, no. I think. It, it was, no, it was uh, when Doomsday killed him. It was a Dan Jurgens. Yeah, it was okay. like the death of Superman. Okay. Yeah. And so that Superman was still a happy comic book Superman. Generally, yes. I think, right? Still had the overpants. That's right. Yeah. And didn't have any of the other elements where people were jealous of him or, or, or the alien aspect. Not they never played up this. And they would Doomsday just beat him and just beat him and beat him, right? Yeah. The kryptonite thing in there. It was a, it was a similar thing that they did with Batman where they uh, broke Batman's back. And then replaced, in both the cases, they replaced them with other, like, they replaced Superman with four other Superman. <laughs> they replaced Batman with, like, a couple other people trying to be Batman. But, like, in both cases, they, they, um, they created characters that just came out of nowhere that were, like, amazing. It was like, here's Bane. Oh, he's incredibly strong and, uh, he's smarter than you and, uh, he broke your back and, uh, what are you gonna do? And, uh, same thing with, like, Superman. It's like, oh, it's this, uh, alien guy and he, he can't be beaten. He's amazing and he's, uh, super strong and, uh, oh, geez, oh, you've never seen a guy like this. And he, he killed each other. All right, there you go. Like, all right. Well, what's that about? Like, that was just bullshit. <laughs> just like these it, characters. Wasn't I don't it know. Just, it was more like just a hype rather than a yeah. Yeah. well thought out yeah. concept. It's so just none of those elements, though, then were brought into this. The, the thing that Superman goes with, <laughs> with the kryptonite to kill the creature that's also susceptible to kryptonite was not Doomsday. No. Okay. No. Though they were going to bring him back mm-hmm. wearing a similar suit. To, actually, in the comic, the, the fun part was when they brought him back, he, he came back in a totally black suit. Don't know where that came from, but came back. And, uh, that had was a, cool. And he had a mullet. Came back with a mullet. <laughs> and the then, Superman and then, came yeah, back? So yeah, so Superman had a mullet right. for quite a while. Gee, how timely. But then so did Clark. Clark had a ponytail. <laughs> 
And th- look, I, look, you both have the same hair. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Of course you're Superman at this Wait, point. Did he have a mullet with that little curly cue part of his hair? I believe so, yeah. Oof. Neat. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, look, listen, it was a different time, and I believe I had long hair at that time, too. Yes. And I don't think I was basing but it on Superman. A, you didn't have a mullet, though. Okay. You didn't make that mistake. All right, fair enough. You did the cool long hair. All right. <laughs> Not the I'll regret it later long hair. Yeah. All right, one more Superman question for me. Earth in the front, Krypton in the back. <laughs> and the, <laughs> Superman is fresh in my mind because there was an old radio show on the Sirius FM, or whatever it's called, XM, Sirius XM, sure. old radio show. And it made me laugh because of a couple of things. One of them, uh, the cliffhanger of that episode, was that Clark Kent gets pulled out of an airplane. And it says, what will happen now? Has Clark Kent fallen to his death? And I went, oh, no. So this is, pre, <laughs> this is pre-flying then, right? Yeah. No, he could fly. It's a radio oh, okay. show one. But okay. he's, I guess, uh, but that was a bad cliffhanger. Uh, even, yeah. the, even the Will neo- he break his glasses? <laughs> the, the new guy that's just listening for the first time should know Clark Kent is not going to fall to his death. <laughs> but was Clark Kent in the, in the olden days, or maybe even the more recent days when he worked at the TV station? Right. Um, was he a good reporter or was he... Uh, uh, not a good reporter. He was a good reporter. And then later on when they rebooted him, he was a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. He was okay. amazing, which is, a, <laughs> which is a dick move. If you're the guy who can see everything and type yeah. a million mile, you know, yeah, words yeah. a minute, and you, you go, I'll take that award. <laughs> well, no. Because like there's always a thing where, like, where, he's, a, where he's a kid and it's like, I want to play a football, Paul. And it's like, first of all, ditch the accent, son. Done. All right. And you can't play football Paul. because you're super powered. Yeah. And it wouldn't be fair. Well, I reckon I can't play football then. That's fine. I'll be a reporter. All right. You'll be a reporter, son. That's fine. I got the prize for best. You're not listening. You can't accept I won the Nobel Prize. No, for my you can't. I made the most. I got the most diamonds, Paul, because I crushed them on my hand. No, you I can't. I was able to win all of the MacArthur Foundation grants. Because <laughs> I killed Lex Luthor and he was going to win. The reason I asked this is yeah. because he gets an assignment mm-hmm. where he's going to be on an icebreaker. They're going to Baffin Island. Oh, I thought he was going to a party. <laughs> a different icebreaker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's right. And he's on the boat talking to the captain. Yeah. And the captain says, well, one thing we got to watch out for up here, though, is icebergs. And Clark yeah. Kent says, Said, what oh, are they? you get icebergs up here? <laughs> yeah, on this icebreaker ship? <laughs> yeah. Icebergs. Well, on the way this to Baffin Island? This is the radio this show? This is the radio show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then further on, but I missed how it happened because I had to get out of the car. But it was funny because icebergs come and they're like, look out! We're surrounded by them! And I thought... And they have guns! Icebergs don't surround you? We're the iceberg gang, see? And you're going to give us all your money and then we're going to take off. Are you going down like the Titanic did? They said no. Said, don't no, make the right. same mistake they did. It'd be a shame if something happened to your nice clean boat. That's right. Oh. We're the iceberg mafia, see? Put these, put these fellows on ice. <laughs> but yeah, they were surrounded by him. So suddenly, they yeah, stuck yeah. up on him. <laughs> so that's why Superman sea. was fresh in my mind. Oh, okay. And okay. also in the radio, he goes, when he flies, he goes, yeah. up, up, up. But when he comes down, he also does that. Down, down, <laughs> down. Well, that, okay, I know why you made that mistake. He's just talking about his mood. Oh, I guess. Yes, okay. severe mood swings. <laughs> and also, to be fair, he also does it when he's in the elevator. That's <laughs> Clark Kent. Up, up, Clark Up. Yes, <laughs> someone push the buttons, Clark. Up. Yeah. Oh. Down. And when he's making down. love, he's <laughs> in, in, out. 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 <laughs> 
But somebody had retweeted Fortress the of thing. Solitude. <laughs> oh, I forget whose tweet. Twitter page. I was like, I, somebody had retweeted a, a joke where somebody had said, when they say, look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yeah. What were the first two people so excited about? <laughs> and I thought that was very funny. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, uh, in the Superman radio uh, show, uh, that's where they introduced Kryptonite. Because oh. they need something to beat the guy in the radio show. Radio show and mm. Jimmy Olsen. Those are two uh, two things that were introduced in the uh, mm. in the radio show. Uh, Jimmy Olsen was extraduced in the movies. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That was in the uh, was that in Justice League or was that in Batman v Superman? Batman v Superman. Yeah, that was another problem I had. It was like Batman v Superman and uh, opens with uh, Jimmy Olsen getting shot in the face. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, maybe Zach Superman's doesn't really pal. get this whole thing. <laughs> like, everyone has their own thing. What's the? Who's the guy? Well, uh, here's the problem, though. Like, yeah. Kate, you do that because in your mind, you've established that Jimmy Olsen is Superman's pal. And this is a big loss. But if you watch Man of Steel, they have not established that Jimmy Olsen is Superman's pal. There's no time in that movie where you feel like they know each, a, know each other, B, right. like each other, C, have anything to do with each other. E, have I run out of, anyway, the, uh, so when they do, brown, it, <laughs> when they do it in the movie, it's just a thing. In fact, I'll tell you the truth. I did not know that was Jimmy Olsen when I saw the movie. No. I had no idea. No, wow. they don't really, uh, they, they, I think you see like a card or something if it's fast, but then they show it in the trailer, not trailer, uh, credits and like, yeah, uh, James Olsen. Like, that was the guy who got shot in the face? Yeah. Jimmy Olsen got shot in the face? Yeah. And like that? Wow. That was what you did? Yeah. That's a weird choice for it. Yeah, if you're bringing, it would be like when they did the Peanuts movie and the, everybody who did the first scene, Linus had died. Yes. And they had to overcome yeah, that. And then they went on and did everything else in the Peanuts yeah. movie. Yeah. Who do you think, who do you think was, did uh, it? Well, there's a lot of dust around here. Pig Ben? Yeah, Pig Ben's the murderer. That was, uh, Look at the fingerprints. He left a lot of fingerprints around here. This was the worst guy to try should this we, kind of should murder. Should we dust for prints? No, you don't have to. That's what we need. Uh, that was Bon Voyage, Linus, right? That was. <laughs> and don't come back. Don't come back. <laughs> don't come back. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Who's that guy over there? I know. He's very neat looking. Oh, well, that can't be Pigpen. Wait a second. Let's keep looking at him. <laughs> ah, now he's dirty again. He couldn't help it. <laughs> I remember, I remember when I was a it's kid, they would do that joke, right? Where mm. it's like, he's all nice yeah, and yeah. slicked down, looks I think great. One, but yeah. And then he, no, I think they did it more than once. And then he's walking and he tur- he gets dirty yeah, yeah. by just nothing, walking, doing yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, we'll never make fun of this guy. This is just a thing that happens to him. Yeah, yeah. He has no ability to uh, fight this. Uh, well, that doesn't stop, that doesn't stop kids from making fun of each other. Mm. Let's face it. Yeah, but nobody made fun of Pigpen, did they? Oh, they did a little bit. There were some good-natured Pigpen. They didn't make fun of Pigpen as much as you would think for people no, that for so w- brutally made fun of Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown yeah, no, yeah. he was still the main yeah. dragon. They didn't yeah. make fun of the weirdo kid with the toy piano who played uh, Beethoven. No. They cut that kid some slack. They, ca- they cut the weird religious kid <laughs> who keeps, like, quoting Bible verses. And carries a blanket around. Yeah. So much targets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why I think maybe they did To be make- fair, it was an early different time, and people were more likely to quote Bible verses to each other. Yeah, long Bible. Randomly, <laughs> yeah, Randomly. and then and spoil Citizen Kane. Um, that, was, oh. that was Lucy. I think oh everybody, everyone had such huge flaws <laughs> that they insulted each other just no, to get attention away from themselves. It's uh, Lucy walks in while Linus is watching TV and she says, "Rosebud was a sled." Oh, and then he says, "Some outrage." He's outraged, and I thought, "How is how is she different than Charles Schultz?" Because you've just, I mean, really, Rosebud was a sled. I mean, it's not really the point of the film. It's. Yeah, it's more of a MacGuffin. To that was give funny, a, though. The fact that I read that as a little child and yeah. I didn't see Citizen Kane until film school, or not film school, film course at UBC. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I went, 
rosebud was it sled like it just it was just like it's the final piece i was like oh i wanted to stand up come on i know yeah when i saw it i stood up i went over to the charles Schultz's grave and just started beating it up <laughs> so upset and he went i'm not dead yet I'm not, and i'm like i know i know you bought this, this lot i'm pre pre-beating it up i don't want to hit you yeah you, i'm making the ground soft for you why don't you shut up about it why don't you go skate after you've drawn your pictures for the yeah, day hockey playing you're tough you play hockey i don't want to fight yeah you. yeah, yeah so a tough guy. living yeah but if i may quote a bible verse sir <laughs> let he not the ground or spilleth your seed with fists or spoilerous movies <laughs> with your yes here I, endeth the lesson. i guess to be fair <laughs> to be fair to charles schultz the movie was already like 20 years old when he did that when he did that joke oh yeah no it's yeah Maybe even I more than like that 25 that. years old i remember reading one that the punchline was 1984 was never like this and i remember looking down at the little blurb at the bottom of the thing and it was 1982 or was ever or yeah. maybe maybe it was 1982 when i was reading it yeah and i remember saying to mom and dad like an idiot it would have been 1982. I wasn't that dumb in 82. Anyway, I said to them, 1984 hasn't happened yet, right? <laughs> and they looked at me like, no. I said, I know. I know what hasn't, but I'm just looking at this Peanuts cartoon. Was there a, something else that we called 1984? And they looked at me and said, no, there wasn't anything. Have they okay. read the book? They, had, they didn't know the book. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't until grade nine that I was like, again, like, like I wasn't feeling yeah, that. Did they look in grade nine? What? 84? No, we read Animal Farm. But, but 1984 was on the fringes oh, of the I see. thing. Yeah, and I went, yeah. oh, that's... Wow. Okay. I get it! Animal <laughs> Farm. Yeah. It is like popcorn, the peanuts jokes as you get over time. Like, hmm. <laughs> yes. Grade 9. Grade 9. Jeez. Animal Farm. We never did one like that. Really? Yeah. I think for that one we read uh, Calico Cat Gets Lost. It was a golden book. <laughs> Well, to be fair, in grade nine, I was in honors. I was in honors. Yeah, I was kind of like, what school were you in again? Because we were all reading The Outsiders. (laughs) We did The Outsiders in grade eight. Grade eight was Outsiders, yeah. And then then the twist ending in that was, the author's a woman. And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Women, right? That was a... a... What a twist. Anyway, I'm just going to read this J.K. Rowling and relax. (laughs) What? (laughs) The twist was that it was pronounced Soch, not Socks, as I had read throughout the entire book. When I read it. Oh. The socks versus the, whatever they were called, the greasers or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, can, I don't but it was Soch, because it was from Soch, Social. Like, oh, oh, right. Well, okay. now we all learned something. Yeah. That, and that was our Owen Wilson to get. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm at the dairy farm. <laughs> stay golden, pony boy. Harvey! <laughs> give me another drink. Yeah, oh, jeez, I'll tell you. What about the chrysalids? What year do you read the chrysalids? Grade 10. Grade 10 is the chrysalids. Yes. All right. So I missed grade 9 by being in honors English, and we did, oh, the, uh, okay, we did okay. Animal Farm. Oh, and a tale wow. of two cities. I never did. I tried to fake my way through by watching the the movie. <laughs> I'm going to write my book report on the movie. <laughs> but you watch the porno, The Sale of Two Titties, by mistake. And oh boy, huh? it just how did it go? How did it go? Waiting the, for the movie. It didn't go very no, well because you know what I also didn't do. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole movie. <laughs> it was a two parter, and I didn't watch the second part. So, so really, dumb. it was you're in dishonors English. <laughs> I was. I was in dishonest English. God. That's funny. Yeah, we read the chrysalids. And what, I had a great class where we read the chrysalids because it was called dystopian literature, the class. Really? And we did pair, player piano, the Kurt Vonnegut story. We did the chrysalids in that class. And then we would get extra point, like extra marks towards our grade, the more books we read in the class. So I was just like, well, I'm going to read all of Kurt Vonnegut because I just discovered this author who's really great. I'm going to read all of John Wyndham because I've just discovered this author who's really great. So I read like Day of the Triffids and the Kraken Awakes and, and, and all his books. And then I read, you know, 
Slaughterhouse Five and Breakfast of Champions and God Bless You, Mister Ro- uh, Rosewater, and like all these books. Like so, I was just like, you know, it's got an A in the class. In fact, I, I read through the ho- whole box of books in a quarter. Of, uh, we had we're in a quarter system at my school, so then the teacher gave me this Ken Kesey book to read before before um, I'd read. Uh, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He gave me this book called "Sometimes a Great Notion," which was this big, thick book about this father-son uh, clash of generations of these two like loggers uh, who had like a small logging operation in some rural part of Oregon. Or yeah, Oregon. And uh, it was very difficult for me to understand what I was reading, <laughs> just because it was so outside of my understanding of like you know those books. They're fantasy, and you can kind of explicate the. The, you know, Trafalmadorians with, you know, and stuff like that. You can, even if you're not like quite gripping everything in, you know, yeah. Trafalmador. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I'll go along with it. In, in, uh, did you not read, um, Thoughthouse 5? No. I don't think I did. Well, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I really read it fast because <laughs> I had a, I had a parody at so I, yeah. I really it's burned through it. <laughs> it's an interesting book because it takes you a while to realize that, oh, this character is actually suffering from PTSD and he has created this, this fantasy world where he's slipping through time. And because of these aliens that are from the planet Chalfalmador who have captured him and he's staying in a zoo with a beautiful woman, but he's also living his life as a married optometrist. He's also in the, ba- the bombing of Dresden. So it's this, it's this interesting uh, book. So it's, you can take it as reality or you can just take it as fantasy that he's just, li- he's just, he can't deal with reality. He can only deal with, because re- his reality was so terrible going through this bombing in the war that he can, but he can take, he can make it explicable to himself by having this fantasy life. It's a good book, though. Anyway, if you haven't read Slaughterhouse Five, and the movies, I can't. I can't remember what movies I've seen and what I've read of it. It Mm. all was all back in a very short period in the nineties, and I, I, some of it sounds familiar. Well, yeah, he's one of those authors where when you discover him, you're like, "This is the kind of thing I've ever read." And they just like zoom through all these books, you know, and uh, whatever, Cat's Cradle and the Sirens of Titan and all of them, all of them, all of them. And then you get reach this point. I think when you get to like Dead Eye Dick or something like that, and you're kind of like, "Okay, I get it." So it goes, and so I go. So long, everyone. So long, Kurt Vonnegut. Carry on, please. Coffee achiever. Right. Back to Monica Dickens for me. Monica Dickens. Back to Joanna Trollope. He I'll read no other Trollops. You would occasionally see him wandering down the streets of Vancouver uh, when he was working on Tales from the Monkey House. Oh, Tales from the Monkey House. Uh, that was uh, shot here. Mm. Based on his book of short stories, Tales from the Monkey House. There we go. It all makes sense now. Best, best story in that book, because that's when everyone remembers, is Harrison Bergeron. If you haven't read that story, you must read it, people out there. I think the, the best story from Tales from the Monkey House is uh, Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> not that M- they made that into a movie. Not MVP? What's that? No. <laughs> MVP 2, perhaps. <laughs> MVP 2, Tales from the Monkey House. And uh, follow up every, every which way but loose. <laughs> there we yeah. go. That's your monkey trifecta. And what was the, what was the sequel to Every Which Way But Loose? Any which way you can. That's right. <laughs> and then the the third film was I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> the third film was BJ and the Bear for five seasons. <laughs> and the sequel to that was, or the spinoff from that was, or oh, Sheriff was, Lobo. Well, there was Sheriff Lobo. There was but also wasn't that, the, that was a spinoff from Dukes of Hazard, though, wasn't it? No, Sheriff Lobo. Nope, that was BJ and the Bear. Yeah, well, Enos. Was Enos was No, the sequel to uh, BJ and the Bear was BJ and the Seven Lady Truckers with the Anders <laughs> sisters in it. Judy Anders and someone else. Really? Yep. And I remember the first episode, uh, Judy Anders gets a flat and like, oh no, what am I going to do? I got to get someone to help me. Oh, I've got some water. I'll just pour it on my shirt. Well, that caused someone to stop. And this is what basically we're going to be doing for this show. So 
Right, here we go, fellas. How did I miss that? It was not called that, though. BJ and the Seven Lady Truckers, yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, i got to look it up. If it was the Seven Lady <laughs> Truckers and a BJ, that would have been a very different story. <laughs> but, yeah, um, the, the monkey was still around. Right. The chimp was still around. Well, I uh, wish that I was a TV reviewer when that TV show came out. Welcome to the Monkey House. Because then you could just write, it's a lot of shit. Ah, very go. good. Then remember well that there was a, that monkey uh, sitcom uh, about 1981 where was, he was like went to Washington. It was like Mr. Mr. Smith. Smith goes to Washington or Mr. Smith was just Mr. yeah. It was, Smith? I think it was just called Mr. Smith. Yeah, and he was like uh, yeah, he, he worked for the government. And he was a mon- monkey. <laughs> yeah. I do not like I don't not like a huge fan of monkeys. So I no, what was I'm the not, I don't go to my way to see uh, Lancelot uh, Link well, Lancelot uh, Link, Link and the evolution secret chimp. That's right, secret chimp. <laughs> the evolution revolution. How can you be a secret <laughs> fucking chimp? What were you dressed as a like a deer? <laughs> Secret chimp. Yeah, what Surprise! Were you? I'm a chimp. <laughs> what? Tear your face off! <laughs> I'm an older chimp. I can't believe it. I've got problems. <laughs> Confidentially, I'm a rhesus monkey. Oh. What's interesting about Lancelot Link is that he came out at a time when you just couldn't have like a TV show. You also had have a bubblegum album that was also came out with songs by your your band. Oh. That's the link in the evo- evolu- evolution. Dev- I think, evolution, I think we've got a music thing coming up then. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> Songs that had to come out from, uh, from, from that. Yeah. All right. I'm writing to my wife while, uh, while I intro a little Dave bit here. Okay, folks. Uh, it's about the halfway point in the show, which <laughs> means really? we've got three quarters oh, of the show to go because oh. Dave's got, uh, Dave's got uh, some music that uh, he's going to be playing for us. Now, oh, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Why are you playing music? What's the what's the deal? What's going on? What what's going on? Okay, before we before we do that. Oh no! I have one question because there's three of us here, and I think feel like this. All right. Okay, so when you were in high school mm. and you decided you're going to read like a book, like but you didn't know what it was. You it's just picked the up a Bible. book. You maybe you read some Essie Hinton because you read The Outsider, so you went, well, I got to read Rumblefish. I got to read that was then. This is now. I got to read Tex. I got I run out of books, so now I got to find something else to read. And then you read a book that horrifies you, and you don't know why. Is there is there a book that hap- that happened to you guys? Hmm, a book that horrified me. It was just like too much for you. Like it was just like maybe this is uh, maybe I'm not quite ready for this, this book. <laughs> the one I'm thinking of is a book. It was called The Pig Man by Paul Zindel. Okay. And in this book, this girl. Okay, so it's a, a guy and girl have sex in the book. Right on. Okay. Now. Woo! Then she gets pregnant. Good for, oh no. And then she has an abortion. Okay. And That's fine. Her right. That's her right. But it's done in this because it's but because it, you couldn't like come out and say it, you couldn't spell it out like it just like in those words that I just stated. It has to be done in this weird way, and so it feels like you're reading someone's headache through the entire book because it's everything's so vaguely. And because I was like a, I was in grade eight and I had no knowledge of the world. To this day, I have no knowledge of the world. To give you an example, well, I was talking to someone at work today, sure, and he's talking about all the prostitutes you see on 96th Avenue, the road I drive on to work. Because have you seen those? Have you seen them, Dave? I said, no. Oh yeah, they're always walking along. In Walnut Grove, they are. No, in 96 Avenue in um, Port Kells. Oh, okay. In, industrial in Walnut Grove. I guess, from I guess like the Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> the truckers exactly. will drop them off. Is that the name of the town they live in? In the Little House on the Prairie, Walnut Grove. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. And I Walnut was called. There's Port- a there's a suburb in, in Fort Langley called Walnut Grove, named Walnut Grove because it's a suburb and not because they're actually. And because it's got there. so many blind teenagers. <laughs> well, yeah, because masturbation so popular in Walnut Grove, everyone knows that. <laughs> and nothing Rubella. else to do. Well, yeah. Um, I always call Port Kells Walnut Grove because they're right up against each other, mm. and I refuse to differentiate. <laughs> Go on, Ninety Sixth Avenue. But there. just that, and he's yes. like, uh, you know, and he's talking about Alder Grove, like uh, by the Alder Inn, which makes sense knowing the Alder Inn. He's going, mm. like, I always drive by and I see prostitutes there. I'm like, well, I drive by it all the time because that's how I get to go to the grocery store. I've never seen any prostitutes there. So now I'm thinking mm. to myself, I guess I should look harder. Like I don't, I don't know. But anyway, 
that's the that's the attitude I brought to my life. Okay, and, well, uh, you, you know where that story's going, right, Dave? What? What the guy was saying to you. Uh, okay, sorry. Here's what he's saying to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Uh, boy, you ever you ever notice those prostitutes uh, over on East 7th? Yeah. You know those prostitutes? Sure. Yeah, and they say yes? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. boy, there's something. Right, Dave? Okay, <laughs> looking at what Dave does. So, I mean, it's crazy, the guys you see... That the, would pick up a prostitute, uh, right? You have sex with a prostitute. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine that they. I mean, some of them would probably have good reason. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Some of them would have. I mean, listen. Some of them, like if you're a disabled person or something, maybe that's what you do, and you can't judge a person, or you know, it's a, everyone needs companionship, <laughs> right? That's the kind of thing, right, Dave? That's what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, the prostitute. Like, I'm yeah. not saying a person no, no. would yeah. ever do that, no, no, but no. You, you can see why they would. Sure. Sure. So. uh would have you? Uh, if if you had, I'm just saying, Dave. If you had, take, I wouldn't judge you, and I assume you wouldn't judge me. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, yeah. uh, I had sex with some prostitutes, <laughs> and I want uh, my friend to uh, say it was okay. Oh, because I'm uh, really mm, it's in my head right now, sure. and I'm feeling bad. Yeah. Because uh, <sighs> prostitution affirmation is what well, he's asking. I, yeah. I have picked up a yeah, prostitute you don't, you don't twice bring... in my life. What? Two times in my life. Well, you brought home prostitutes twice. You're a very, you're a very strong oh. man. Uh, <laughs> one time, I was driving into. Yeah, it was prostitute day at the gym. <laughs> one time, I was driving to the border. I was driving through uh, Surrey along King George Highway, and there's yeah. a lady who was hitchhiking. It was two in the morning, and I was like, I should pick up this lady because it's two in the morning and she's hitchhiking, and mm-hmm. I don't want her to get killed by someone. So I picked her up. We drove about a block. Then she realized that I was not going to proposition her, and she asked to get out. Ah. I assume that's what happened. These things occurred to me much later after the event, of course. <laughs> right. I was thinking the about it. Anyway. The, the Eddie Murphy <laughs> defense. I was like, you know what? That lady might have been a prostitute. <laughs> then the other time, I was driving to work. It was like five in the morning, and I was driving uh, out of Aldergrove. And this is old Aldergrove before there was like, there was no light. Where there's, there's there was like, no light. There's no light. It was before God before, decided anyway. to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that is a Tuesday long time before. Ago. There was, yeah. but there'd be light. At this time, you came off of the freeway and you came to a two-way stop, and then you turn with, you know, you, there'd be no traffic, so then you would just drive down the road. Okay. Like nowadays, you have we have two lights on either side of the road, and it's a huge line to get through. And ugh. but this time, it was like no one around. It was That's just right. like an area with no one there. So I was driving onto the freeway, and this this young woman was cr- kind of crawling out of the ditch up towards the freeway. <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck?" So I stopped because you're a Monty Python fan. <laughs> And you it? thought it was some cosplay. <laughs> it? Mike. <laughs> she was had a big beard. It's. Monty Python's flying It's slightly too weird a voice. Why don't you just tone it down a little bit, John Cleese? The voice announcing doesn't be weird. But, um, yeah, no. So I, I pulled over and offered her a ride. Because um, it was five in the morning. And she, she got out of it a was ditch. It was starting to rain out. And she was dressed in, like shorts and a top like she had no jacket or anything i was just like what is going on so she said well if you wouldn't mind could you give me a ride to surrey so i said oh sure that's on my way so we drove down and i went off and they were driving along and she's like oh well you can just let me out here at a at a payphone i'm like okay and so i let her off then like five years later i thought gee i wonder if she was a prostitute but i think she was i think she got just dumped by a by client and then she she had to find her way back to her home base okay luckily she found me a gentleman who will drive Half-dressed women all over the all over the lower mainland. You should tell your friend that story. See what happens. Why? Yeah, you know, he, he might. the reaction. He might notice I, I think. I think the. I think the reaction will be uh, telling. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you guys have never read a book like The Pigman. Oh, oh we're right, right, now like, we're back to books, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, all right. That's where this story is. But you gone. never, like, I just, because that book, like, this threw me so much as a kid. Like, just, I didn't even know what was happening. I, to me. Uh, I accidentally. <laughs> okay. Well, I had sort of sex with it. a book for money. <laughs> That's I didn't know what the Dewey Decimal System was. There was a librarian who talked me into something. Right. I had a lot of fees. She told me I had was, to pay them off. She told me it was the Dewey Decimal System. All right. You ever seen the Big you Dictionary, act- son? Okay, come here. I'm just put put something between something. No, not even. Well, no. Anyway, my grandfather. Believe it or not, that didn't happen. We call this bookmarking. Let's go. My grandfather, not Dave and I's grandfather. My other grandfather. Oh. The less important grandfather. <laughs> the less important grandfather. He's very clean, isn't he? No, not as the story goes. He was a big Louis L'Amour fan. Oh, yeah. And so I read a couple of westerns. And There's then thousands I, of you to, for you to read. Yes. Yeah. And I ended up then reading, starting to read another one of his westerns, but this was a very vile, pornographic, <laughs> filthy, erotica western. And I didn't get very far into it before yeah. the... the Can I just ask you a question? What is it called? Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> No, no, he, no, he was. Was that a book yeah, first? It was a book. Oh, and go. this guy was very much into the ladies. Yeah, but also like far too into the into the ladies for my 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 grade, my grade eight <laughs> sustained silent reading thing. And uh, I remember a very graphic uh, uh, murder that happened in it, where this the guy that just was reading at this writing oh, this book, the book he was just writing it was just uh, about how the bullet went into this guy's head and it cut through this and severed that and his eye came out and I was just like <laughs> what is this and then suddenly it's violent thrusting and, and wet, wet, wetness <laughs> everywhere but in the book but it's not spelled out right no this was spelled oh I, was I, it more spelled out okay yeah, yeah. but but it, it, it shook me to the core mm. <laughs> Yeah. And I chose to read it. It wasn't like I found it, but yeah, I yeah. can't think of a book that was in the library that I said, "Oh, so we've read S.E. Hinton. Yeah. Let's see what's up here." Uh, Amelia <laughs> Bedelia. I've read all the Amelia <laughs> Bedelias. Uh, I don't remember another book. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. I have a different story. Uh, I'll be I'll be back in ten seconds, fellas. Oh, okay. Ten seconds. Well, that's we'll vamp while he's right. sure. Uh, I'll. Uh, did you ever read any of that Amelia Bedelia stuff? No, it was much past much much <laughs> past my time. I'm afraid. <laughs> I, even the girls didn't. I don't think read Amelia Bedelia actually oh. as 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 kids. But you know, because unfortunately, I had a weirdo for a dad, and I controlled a lot of the. At that time, I controlled a lot of the input into what they were watching, or, or and I feel really sorry for for them now. I didn't realize. As a young, as a young enthusiastic dad, that I was murdering my my daughter's social lives by, you know, letting them watch Buffy, by making them listen to bubblegum music. <laughs> I should have been like playing like Black Eyed Peas and uh, making them watch, you know, I don't know what kids watch then, but you know, making them watch like the Disney shows and things, which they watch later on. I mean, I never stopped them, but something they should have been watching. Zach and Cody? I should have been trying to. They like that show, The Sweet, Sweet Life, Life, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sweet Life on Deck. They even watch that. They didn't. They didn't... Uh, like that was the they, one where he was always flirting with his sister, I think. That was the thing. No, they didn't yeah. have a sister. It was his two brothers. Uh, Sweet Life. Uh, oh, are you sure? It's two, oh, so you're two boys. Star Wars. That's where no, the guy's two boys. flirting with his sister. <laughs> yeah, no, I think two I'm... Two boys living in a hotel with no, their No, I think I'm right. There's no sister. Yeah, I think I'm right. Here's, here's, <laughs> There's no sister! Yeah, you're wrong. Here's what's uh, going on. Is uh, Dan Savage... Uh, did a column about why he wouldn't let his uh, child yeah. uh, watch those shows. Yeah. And he broke down an episode of The Sweet Life 
And it was like, here's the insult, insult, yeah, semi-incest yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. joke. You're right. This thing, this thing. But yeah, semi-incest joke. There was someone that, he, that, that one of the kids was related to that if it wasn't a sister, it was at least a cousin or something. Maybe. I will give Maybe you, I will send you the article. And it oh, was sure. like, oh, so we're doing like an incest joke here now. What's this about? <laughs> and, I'll and, to, and, I'll and, ask my daughters. You want me to phone up Mary and Eve and ask them? I can do that right now. Uh, I think, uh, we're, I think we're all right. I think we know who the experts are on the sweet life. I'm going to say this. Uh, Eve I ha- will still a, uh, quote a joke from that show with great appreciation. Which is? Uh, I can't remember the whole joke. Is sorry. it just the title? No, no, it's like. Because uh, it's like they're in a suite? It was a joke. One of the kids dyes his hair. <laughs> uh huh. And, uh, Oh, Honey Auburn. Okay. And he's and it's a disaster. And so his brother says, Honey, Auburn left a long time ago. That's a, that was a joke. Okay. So that she was... still loves that joke. She still <laughs> she still will Wow. Nice. Yeah. So it was nice that they had gay writers on the show. That's good. <laughs> um okay. So Yeah, that Bruce uh Falanche. Bruce Falanche, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honey Auburn left a long time ago. <laughs> I'm getting a call from Whoopi. I was so happy with What? I was You're so hosting when... the Oscars. Okay. I mean, well, everyone was happy when the Muppets came out. <laughs> I'm Bruce Falanche, Muppet and comedy writer. <laughs> so, okay. You have an ancient tome okay. in your hand. There was a book yes. that disturbed me. Okay. Uh, because I was a young a young man. And this was like... What? I was like... It was like late 70s. The late okay. 70s. Sure. It was a turbulent time. So you're still in elementary school? Sure. And, uh, and I like jokes. And so I would like anything comedy, I'd go and I'd devour and whatever. And the wit of the wit of, you know, whatever. Yeah. So then my grandfather had this book and it was, uh, a, a Reader's Digest Treasury of Wit and Humor. Well, this is right up my alley. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's like a Bible sized book. I can take these jokes and tell them to my friends and wow them. Well, this is the thing. Wow. I am so, I'm, I am packed with jokes. I'm going to, I'm going to lie back and just yeah. laugh. Yeah. Well, then I'm reading this book and I'm not getting it. <laughs> I'm not getting it. Yeah. It was like uh, there was a joke about someone uh, getting a, a sarong uh, mixed up with a sari, and the punchline was, "Well, I'm sorry, I was sarong." <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of that, right? So then, of course, I have to then hit the dictionary, and I'm trying to figure out what a sari and a sarong is. And anyway, well, we didn't live through the road movies, if but if you know, in Dorothy Lemur, I know went the through sarong. almost everything in this, yep. and it was painful because I went, "These are jokes I'm not getting, but by God, I'm going to figure them out." Oh, okay. And so it was this like it was I was way in over my head. It was like <laughs> all Noel Coward bullshit, mm. and it's like this little elementary school kid who should be liking a fart joke, though I yeah. don't remember fart jokes when I was a kid being a big thing. Weird. I don't remember that. Uh, and it's like no, uh, I don't all these that So I'm gonna just going to say this to either of you guys. I want you to just open it to a random page oh, okay. and see if you can find a joke. If it's like a long story, don't do it. But if you can find like a bit of humor or just a little uh, quote or something, uh, see, see, uh, see, what, see what you got. Okay. Wife knitting tiny, sorry, wife knitting tiny garment to husband. Quote, oh, I meant to tell you, it wasn't psychosomatic after all. Unquote. Wow. It's like a New Yorker cartoon. I can see why. I can see why you enjoyed that as a kid. Grade five. This is more like... Psychosomatic. This is more like grade three, where I'm trying to make my way through it. Yes. That's right. It wasn't... Psychosomatic. 
sideshow. If you'd so- have been reading your peanuts at the same time, this would have. <laughs> would have just flown right off your tongue. All right, I'm gonna close it. All right, I'm now turning it over to this Moby Dick-sized tome. R- remind me to send you a link before I open up this. Uh, Tom, a last link. Tom Saunders and I did jokes for all occasions. Oh. Okay. Where he uh, took a bunch of jokes from a similar book to this, oh. and we acted them out as Mr. Brown and Mr. Green. <laughs> Excellent. And I think this is probably going oh. to be, let's find something short here. How come this wasn't linked to already <laughs> from your many appearances on this show? <laughs> here you go. Uh, men speak of their in-laws <laughs> as if their wives didn't have any. <laughs> a little, cuts a little too close. <laughs> He doesn't care what bridges he's burning. Uh, Can I do another one? No. I I, I insist. (laughs) A little old lady entered a... I haven't read the end of this, so this is fun for everybody. So it's going to be racist for sure. (laughs) A little old lady entered a suburban bungalow and found a lad of four in sole possession playing with his toy train. If you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me, said the old lady. But I'm it's your getting hot. <laughs> I'm your grandmother on your father's side. Without looking up from his train, the lad replied, I tell you right now, you're on the wrong side. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? <laughs> yeah, now imagine that a million times over. <laughs> and you're a grown ass man. You have to fill a book with that? <laughs> Small boy on telephone. <laughs> oh, okay. As teenage sister rushes to grab it. Oh. Oh. Uh, they do do that. Yeah. <laughs> you must have the wrong number. I don't have a beautiful sister. <laughs> so she, she's the victim. Oh. Are you going to do one? Uh, well, I yeah, you Let's do see if I can read. One. Are you a skid talker? No, that's not the one I'm going to go with. Uh, the two, the last two I did, one was credited to Bennett Surf, who was big time funny guy. Yeah, not really, but yes. And the other credited. one was, was Hank Ketchum, another huh. big time funny guy. Actually, he was funny. Yeah. Okay, here huh. we go. Uh, one day uh, in the Mayo Clinic, an affluent and obnoxious newcomer spied a white-haired doctor in the lobby. He strove up uh, officiously and said, Tell me, my good man, are you the head doctor here? <laughs> well, Dr. Will, elder of the two famous Mayo brothers, uh, bowed courteously. No kind, sir. It must be my good brother you are seeking. I am the belly doctor. That is from the book, The Doctor's Mayo. <laughs> oh, I see. It's a collection of, of, of things that have been, been taken from... So that joke works if you know a little bit about the history of the Mayo Clinic <laughs> and the Mayo Brothers particularly. Yes. From the book, Hold the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> a Bostonian... Oh, dear, already. ...way back met a Mr. Pincus at a lifted pinky party. You remember those kind of parties. High school all over again. <laughs> a lifted pinky party and bragged that one of his forebears had signed the Declaration of Independence. Very interesting, said Mr. Pincus. One of mine signed the Ten Commandments. <laughs> anyway, are we going to masturbate or what? <laughs> lifted pinky party. <laughs> My pinky is not going to stay up for much longer. <laughs> By the way, you ever see those prostitutes over on East 14th? That's crazy, right? Like a fella ever, you know, a guy. If say he was fighting with his wife, you don't have one. I thought you had another one. Oh no, I well, let me do I will one give more. you one There's, more. Here oh, you go. Thank you. I read a few, but they were they were as dry. But then as again, too few to mention. Yep. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, you guys will have to vamp. Yeah, if you like here. if you like a Bennett Surf, this is the book for you. Yes. Yeah. I remember reading a book uh, as a kid. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, it was when when uh, um, uh, Steve Allen would write books about about how to be funny kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he, he would write books funny faster people. than Stephen King. Funny people. <laughs> yes. They were awful. Yeah. They were awful. And I thought that I kind of was a funny kid. Oh, and no, so no, to, you were not funny at all. So to read what his idea of humor mm. was, yeah. plus knowing a little bit about Steve Allen, I was like, wow, uh, I was very frustrated by that. Unlike this little uh, terse verse here. <laughs> oh, very good. Broccoli, <laughs> well, not exactly, is within an inch of spinach. <laughs> That's Steve Allen. I, I believe that's the title of one of his songs. That's Rod McLean. A very oh, funny Rod McLean. Oh, oh, the McLean and McLean did uh, the rodeo song. Oh, I wish there was just one more little joke. Oh, go for it. Flip near the back. Let's uh, go near the back. Come on. Yes, please. please. Oh, uh, one girl to another. Oh, good. Oh. If, if I could combine the, their qualities, I'd be the happiest girl in the world. Ronald is gay, debonair, rich, handsome, witty, and Clarence wants to marry me. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, all right, everyone. This is going to end up with in-laws. And you know what? Those are bad on both sides. <laughs> let's, let's let Ian... I am not your grandmother. Let's let Ian's mouth do the walking. You was was it was it the wrong side of the like you're on the wrong side of the tracks because it's a train? Yeah, is that the? <laughs> thing? What does it mean? Like like you're on the she, wrong side? You, yeah, I'm your father's. What did well, I forget? On what your was. father's I'm, side. I'm, yeah, we'll I'm never your grandmother on your father's it's, side. It's, yeah. Well, you're on the wrong side. You got to be on mother's side. I don't know. It's yeah. It's weak. I, I think it is a wrong side of the tracks joke yeah, that we're not silly. getting. But that was the thing. So this was the painful <laughs> thing. Was like I go through like a page or two. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be like. I sort of get it. Ow, my head hurts because I'm not really getting it. I'm way in over my head. And then I try to look stuff up yeah. or figure things out or, you know, and if it was a really good one, I'm like, oh, I could probably break this one out to my, like, grandfather or dad and I get the stone face and it'll be like, oh, shit. But I'm not, at least, I wasn't a kid doing knock knock jokes by any means. Mm-hmm. I was like doing, again, you know, uh, Bennett Surf, uh, <laughs> yeah, w- yeah. wisdom. Yeah, uh, so I had a, had a joke book like that where it was, uh, my dad has a rabbit tattooed in his arm. Oh yeah, my dad has hairs all over his chest. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that, right? You know. In the thing that did Tom you know and they I played did. a baseball game in Genesis? Don't you remember when they said in the big inning? Just <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, like jokes like that. <laughs> Those are two that have stuck in my mind since grade three. <laughs> they had a joke in this thing that was like, well, "They call my brother Bottle Top. Why do they call him Bottle Top?" Is it because he has a round head? He says, no, because he has a cork top and is screwy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yikes. <laughs> Prisoners write these jokes. <laughs> you don't get fed until you come up with a punchline. Does it have to make sense? No, no, no. I got one. God. Yeah. So you're going to add music to the show? Why is Dave playing music? Well, let me tell you. Okay. Yeah. David let, David enjoys let music. He does. Uh, so I mean. what what we did a long time ago is I said, like, hey, David, you know what might be fun is for people to uh, to give you a theme, and you try to come up with five songs based on that theme. And Dave went, you know what, what if I play those songs? And I went, I don't know if that's a copyright violation or not. And he went, hey, that matter to me. And I went, oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well, let's play free and loose with that. Um, but uh, the rules are they've got to send in uh, an example. So it was like uh, songs about uh, Easter. Uh, they'd have to give like, here comes Peter Cottontail. And then Dave would find five uh, uh, deep cut songs from bands you haven't heard of uh, about Easter. And wow. they'd explain a little bit about the bands and what have you. And what I thought would be interesting this week is because you're a musician, you could stop him. 
<laughs> from doing this. This <laughs> this deep cut search for. <laughs> you could talk about it with him. Rabbit themed. This, Quite often, it's like this it's horrible like, problem that Ian has created for himself. Yeah, here's here's an example. Like, give me a theme for like a music thing, like any kind of theme for like uh, 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 rainy days. Rainy days, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. That's a song that I would I would think of. Yeah, and Dave would then go, okay, in the year 1971. There was a band that recorded one song, and they recorded it in a phone booth on a bet uh, with a gun to their head, uh, a mafia don who said, sing me a song or I'll kill you. Well, they recorded it onto some tapes, and only one copy remained. Anyway, here it is, and it's called <laughs> My Eyes Are Wet From Crying, also from the rain. Also, there's a mafia guy with a gun to my head. Right. And, then, and they'll play the song, and they'll, they'll come up with five of those. Five of them? Yeah. Oh, but there might be an extra one at the end. Just when you think you're going home. You ain't going home. Uh, there's one more. Okay, so here's how it goes. All right, so this one is a is a request from uh, or a suggestion from Ken Painter. Hey, Ken. Hello, Ken. Long time listener. Long time listener. First time painter. First time painter. <laughs> first time Ken. Uh, and I went with the second of his suggestions. Okay, what's the first one that you said wasn't good enough? I uh, wasn't. It wasn't good enough. But it was top five song. I could still use it, so I don't want to really say it. All right. Okay, uh, when you hear the theme, you come up with a song that would be like yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, oh, I'll okay. come up with a song that'll make sense. It won't be in Dave's list. All right. Go ahead. What was the theme? All right. So uh, top five songs where the cover version is better than the original. Quote, unquote, better can mean a better version, more interesting, creative, take a set, or however you prefer. Some examples would be Devo's Satisfaction being better than the Stones, which is not true. The Ramones' California Sun being better than the Riviera's. But Butthole Surface version of American Woman better than the Guess Who. Once again, <laughs> not true. <laughs> but okay, Ken. Uh, uh, if by... More primitive, I guess that would make the Flying Lizards version of uh, Sex Machine better than James Brown. Once again, not true. Mm. Um, but yes, we can disagree. We can agree to disagree. That's the fun of it. But do you, you can think about it for a bit. You don't have to come up with one right yeah, now. Yeah, this is going to be tough. I have one. I'm just trying to get the band name here. Okay. And that's a good challenge, actually. Uh, God. And I didn't go. F- I didn't go for for. In terms it. of songs, I didn't really, I didn't go for super obscure. I don't think. No, this is my, this is my personal preference. Okay, uh, I like uh, Shonen Knife's uh, cover of "Top of the World." It's uh, the cover of the Carpenters' "Top of the World." Sure. Yeah. You, you like it slightly out of tune. I do, and fun. <laughs> I think the song's kind of fun already. But are you one? You smiling? No, I've got okay. one, but I got a, I got a bunch of because, because uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band Big Daddy. That does, yes, yes, yeah. the doo-wop band who will the, do, they did Sgt. Pepper, for instance, in various different rockabilly, like a Buddy Holly version of Getting Better or whatever. Yeah, so I almost like, uh, once I've heard the, the Big Daddy version of all of these, I like the cover version <laughs> better than the original version sure, a lot sure. of the time. Wow. In fact, I've actually forgotten the tunes of some songs until they come on and go, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So the cover of uh, Wilson Phillips. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. The Big Daddy version is better than the original version. Oh, I have no doubt of that. <laughs> Wilson Phillips aren't that great. Uh, I didn't use any Beatles ones because we have a question for our um, for our question and answer show that's about Beatles covers. So so I didn't want to I didn't want to use that. We didn't want to use it my my resources for that. So what I decided I'm only going to do five songs because. Because but we're actually going to kind of do ten songs because we have to listen ah, to. Ah, see, this is the trick. This is the problem. <laughs> this is the trick. See, right. This so is the trick. <laughs> this oh, is the, the devil! But the no, devil's no. in the details. 
Oh, you think? I'm oh, you're a millionaire. It. Oh, that's fantastic. But all the money's inside you, and you got to cut it out of yourself with this knife. That's the way it's it not is. That bad. Oh, that's the way it is. It's, it's always not a trick. That bad. You found true love. Oh, and where is she? She's a hundred years in the past. Oh, but you've got to dig her up and punch her boyfriend's grave. Yeah. <laughs> Fight the, him. Uh, the pet shop boys. You're always on my mind. I prefer that to. Oh well, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Willie Nelson's, uh, yeah. or whoever did it yeah. before Willie Nelson. Yeah. I like song, uh, I Paul F. Tompkins. Just can't get enough. I like that. Okay. Ah. It's very fun. So, um, you got to hear both versions. Well, of the yeah, songs. because how can you like you could I could just say it and you could you could be okay, that's true or oh, not yeah. true. But I'd rather that people hear them and then they can decide like if they agree with me or not. Well, well, here's all I got to say is Dave, say it, don't spray it, and then <laughs> it'll be fine. Go ahead. Did I did I spray it? No, no. You have a no. guard in front of your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> true. I just think it's good advice. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so this is the first song. Okay, um, so we get to hear a clip of it, but you put the proper version. Yeah, I'll put on. A, I'll I put an actual. Yeah, we'll just hear a little clip, and right. then I'll play the whole thing for the unfortunate people at home. <laughs> All right, so first we're going to start off with a song. It's by uh, an artist that I love. And by the way, when I think they're better, then that is not to devalue the, the original version because I do dearly love like the original versions of most of the songs that I'm going to be playing here. By the way, I, uh, we I don't think we mentioned often that we've got a cover podcast. Uh, called the Dragonettes, yep. which is this. Uh, uh, they're they're a five and a six year old girl that redoes our podcast every week. <laughs> yeah, they just reenact it by memory as best they can, mm-hmm. and uh, they're adorable. Yes. So uh, if you get a chance, listen to the Dragonettes. They just listen to our yeah. show and then they they do the exact same sure. show, but you it know, turns out that we're not that memorable, and so their show no. is about two minutes long. And usually. it's going to be awkward with all the prostitute talk this week. That's right. Yes. The best one though was one where Thanks. they had to make a Kentucky Colonel and a Burnside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that wasn't a Sneaky Dragon episode. No. Well, no. no it wasn't. And, and whenever, it was, you're, it wasn't. whenever it wasn't. you're on the show, uh, they always let the garbage man come in. And they, they make him join the show. And he's like, I haven't heard the show. He's like, no, just play along with them. And they they say play. to him, you're on the wrong side. And they nod knowingly to each other. Oh, I get what you're talking about. It's a racial joke. What I, what I, what I liked about, actually, what I liked about doing that episode of, of the uh, Elegant Gentleman of Leisure was that... I, l- I enjoyed listening to the reactions of your friends after you hit, because basically I think you played it for them and then you turned on the recorder and then started discussing the show and then you, and then you played it for, for, for your listeners, basically of what you did. So they heard it. Then you had like a kind of a reaction moment. Yes. And then, and then you went into the show proper right. with us. And what I liked was your friend's reaction because they, I think they were kind of, I felt like they were being good humored about it, but they were kind of nonplussed. Mm. Mm. Like a, and maybe, maybe the reaction was, Oh, that's what Jason's been talking about all this time. Maybe we should have more conversation that exists outside of us just drinking and talking about the actual drinks. I don't know. I felt like they were a little. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was listening. Maybe I was listening for subtext. Sure. Okay. This is a, a Anthony sp- Bourdain always looked depressed. Go on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> now you go back and yeah. look. You can read a lot into it. Uh, <laughs> like the fact that what was the last thing he, last picture of him? He's on a tandem bike with some guy. Riding through, riding through the streets of Paris or yeah. the countryside. Sure, I would commit suicide too if I was <laughs> being filmed riding a bicycle built for two when I'm sixty-seven or whatever it was. Anyway, and for those of you that are wondering, when did the show take the turn? <laughs> this, this was the moment. This was the moment. <laughs> this was the moment. The musical the interlude. So Ian, the first Ian, Ian got really quiet for about fifteen minutes. There. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, first of all, criticizing another podcast. So here's your. Here's I wasn't your criticizing it. I oh. just thought it was interesting. The oh, way it, the was, direction. it was. Yeah, it's fine. Was I to feel like I was criticizing? I didn't feel criticized, but then I don't know what nonplussed means. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you a joke about it. 
<laughs> One nonplus gentleman walked into the Mayo Clinic uh, and said to the doctor who was on call, uh, Doctor, I feel there's a chill in the air. And the doctor replied, You're on the wrong side. When I said befuddled, I was, uh, when, I said, uh, when I said nonplus, I meant... I don't know if it just. I wasn't sure if they actually enjoyed the show or not, or if they're just being polite to us. Oh, that's every conversation with those guys. But I felt maybe I just feel like that about everything. <laughs> Anyone who's talking to me about Stinky Dragon, I'm like, oh, you liked it. Oh, they're very polite. Oh, they liked it. Uh, oh, good. Okay, so this is a singer I like a lot named uh, Kate Bush. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Well, sure. have you heard my podcast Bushwhacked, where I go through every Kate Bush song? No doesn't exist <laughs> yet <laughs> yet it's giving me an idea uh and she uh on her um album the kick inside remember that album everyone no nope. she uh it's got a few hits on it all right including this song which is called uh called hounds of love and so uh let's just play it okay and then you can hear it and then i'm gonna play a song after it that i think is uh, slightly better and i'm not gonna introduce that next song we'll just go from her song into the next song i think that's the best way maybe i'm wrong maybe i'll change my mind part way through I'm just making it up as I go. Of course. Here we go. It's in the trees. It's coming. When I was a child, running in the night, afraid of what I might be, hiding in the dark, hiding in the street, and the world was full of enemies. The hounds of love
First, Kate Bush, Hounds of Love, and then the second, the cover version is by a band called The Future Heads, uh, with also Hounds of Love. But The Future Heads are from the past. The Future Heads are from the future of Kate Bush's Hounds of Love, which is in the past. All right, fair enough. Uh, my memory of the first song is uh, that's where I started a relationship with someone who's a mutual friend of ours. Who, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and it was also the first time I ever smoked pot. Oh, and so oh. I've got a real strong memory of uh, both those things. Like, let's listen to this album. This album's so true. And uh, yeah, then things uh, would get kissy, and mm. it was nice. So I've got a real nice memory of that first uh, song. So uh, Future Heads can't live up to that memory. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the first version myself. Okay, okay. right. Uh, what I like about the Future Heads version, uh, well, I, you know, Kate Bush, I really love Kate Bush. I mean, I have all her records, and I listened to her for a long time, but... I find a lot of her songs that they're very kind of formal, formalistic. Like they're, that she's, you know, she kind of has like a very, hmm, how do you say it? They're not 
there's not a lot of passion in it. Like her voice is very stylized and it's kind of singing in a very particular Kate Bush sort of way. But it, the future heads take the song and they kind of, they had a kind of emotional element to it. They kind of speed it up too, which is, it doesn't hurt, but you know, and what's interesting is they didn't, they didn't know the song. They were actually, their manager said, you know, it'd be a good song. You should cover Hounds of Love. Like, okay. And so they listened to it. And the, I was reading an interview with the singer and, and songwriter or guitarist. And he was saying that they, uh, He's they like when you listen to the song, it doesn't actually have like chords and stuff to it. So they actually had to kind of make up their own chords for the song because mm-hmm. the song is more like this sort of like synth washes and like those sort of tribal drums with with and then you know with Kate Bush uh, piling on the voices, uh, doing a lot of you know harmonies and stuff like that in the background. And so they had to kind of t- take that apart and figure out like what is the tune of the song and then what how how are we going to structure it. And I think it's, and I really do like their their version of. It. I think it's very, very good, and I kind of prefer it to hers, actually. And what do you think, Jason? I was gonna say, I think it's probably along the same lines, but I wasn't gonna be so fancy about it. But I do. It's, it's sort of pared down. The original version is very stylized. Yeah. It's it's that. Like I said, I don't know if I've actually heard the song, but it sounded so much like another song mm-hmm. from Kate Bush. Weathering Heights like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I see what they're doing, and so I did kind of like it pared down. It, it made the uh, the lyric come a little bit more alive. For me, yeah, in that yeah, I really, version. I really like it, and yeah, most of these songs that are they're more fun to sing along with in the car than the, the original version. <laughs> maybe that's my maybe oh, that's my songs criteria. that are more fun to sing. All right, interesting. By the way, that's a good uh, theme too. Just songs that are fun to sing in the car. Um, all right, so number two, number two. in no particular order, <laughs> oh, well, no particular order, yeah, not from best to worst. Number right? two A and number two B. Yes, so this is another female singer. At- Ugh. <laughs> Enough. Wrong side. <laughs> uh, this is Joni Mitchell from... Uh, her... I'm so sorry, Miss Mitchell. <laughs> yes, you should apologize to her. From, whoops. From her album, Ladies of the Canyon. Uh, oh, jeez. Stop I'm it! Be, my finger keeps missing the... Uh, Only got to pay for that song three times. <laughs> the, uh, from, her, from the album, Ladies of the Canyon. Uh, and this is a... It's funny. Like I really like this song a lot, but it's not one that you hear people go, you know what song I love by Joni Mitchell? Morning Morgantown. Don't you think that's a great song? But it's the album opener. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, you know what song I love by Joni Mitchell? Big, I, I don't think I've ever heard that Big sentence. Yellow Taxi? I've never heard anybody say, I love it. Help me? No, Have I'm not ever... saying they're not classics. Oh, okay. And I've never heard anybody say, oh! Oh, well. Oh. Have you ever you seen a movie my called Love Actually? Because I, I have. There is scenes and they were like you know this is an amazing Joni Mitchell song and then he cheats on her and then he goes uh, she kicks him out and he goes to Hogwarts and then he uh, uh, helps a little boy called uh, Harry Potter right. and then like she joins later as a witch that can see the future I don't sounds think like you're witch. conflating uh, movies here really so you're saying that both of them were not in the Harry Potter movies I believe so oh well thank they're you in apology the wa- accepted you're wrong they're in the Walking Dead universe Cause you're in the a- Walking Phoenix Andrew, universe Andrew whatever is the guy who pl- the lead guy from from Walking Dead is uh-huh. the guy who's in love with with um, that actress. Who well, in, the guy who's in the softcore. Remember, he, he holds up the sign and he, yeah. and puts the and he just holds you, the sign up. You're absolutely right. But if you're going with that, it's then, in the Walking Dead. Universe. Then we are also we're also Maybe then in the Marvel universe because the guy from Black Panther is uh, also there in the porno. Chadwick is in the porno. <laughs> Not that guy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, Martin right. Freeman. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Right. I was surprised. Because I would have thought Chadwick Boseman would have been very young at that time period. And why was he on the set of this movie? What about Morgan Freeman? Yeah, just think about that for a second. What's your next song? Next song, <laughs> next song is uh, Morning Morgan Freeman by Joni Mitchell. 
It's a Morning Morgantown. The yellow taxi took away my old man. Yes. <laughs> took away my penguin. Oh, that's good. How about a big yellow penguin? Took, took away, away my old my man. Old man. Uh, don't it always seem to go? <laughs> you don't miss the ice till it's gone. Yes. <laughs> Shaved Morning. all the ice, put now, up a bunch of water. Now we're going to play Morning Morgantown. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh-huh. This is Johnny Mitchell. When morning comes to Morgantown The merchants roll their awnings down The milk trucks make their morning rounds In morning Morgantown We'll rise up early with the sun To ride the bus while everyone is yawning And the day is young in morning Morgantown Morning Morgantown Buy your dreams a dollar down Morning any town you may Morning's just the same We'll find a table in the shade Sip party and lemonade And watch the morning on parade In morning Morgantown Ladies in their rainbow fashions Colored stop and roll lights flashing We'll wink at total strangers passing in Morning Morgantown
You know, it's a real coincidence because uh, first time I really listened to the Joni Mitchell song, I tried PCP for the first time, <laughs> and I killed my first person. You jumped off a roof. So it's really, it's really wow. uh, a strong memory. So yeah. I'm gonna prefer the remake of that song in this case because it's so. Uh, oh, yeah, the first the- hot button songs for you. Tonight. Yeah, every one of them is really. Really the, getting me. The first one, of course, Joni Mitchell from uh, Lisa Ken. And then the second one is... Uh, so Joni Mitchell. ...is an obscure, uh, not even released song by a band... Exactly. ...by a band, <laughs> by a band called... Uh, they're called Jude, named after the singer's name is Judith. And uh, basically they recorded out of a studio, Morgan Studios, that was founded by a guy who made some money in the music business, and he started his own small studio. And they would do... Uh, they would... There's a couple of bands that kind of grew out of, uh, from around the studio. There, uh, basically around this musician named Will Malone and the, the, uh, the Orange Bicycle was one and another one was called Fickle Pickle. And they would just, basically they would make records. They would, you know, take a song and they would make a record and then shop it around to, to record companies to see if someone wanted to release it. So they did this song. They thought, heard the Johnny Mitchell version and thought this is a beautiful song. Let's do our own version of it. They recorded it with their friend and called themselves Jude. And then they shopped it around, and no one wanted it. So the album, the song went unreleased for a long time until, in the '80s, when people were like searching back into the past and you know, and kind of exploring unreleased stuff and finding like white label records and promo stuff. They're like, "Oh, this is beautiful. I'm the only person who has this. I'm going to put this on my obscure psych collection, you know." And so that's where it first uh, appeared. I heard it first when I was exploring the world of Toy Town psych. But it's also on a beautiful uh, box set that came out from Cherry Red Records in England called Milk of the Tree, which is this three-disc collection of women singer-songwriters uh, from like the mid, mid-60s, 66 to early 70s. And it's just a great collection of people you've heard and people you've never heard of, and it's really great. So, and it's, like, it's 30 bucks for three, three discs, like it's $10 a disc. It's a really good collection with the liner notes and stuff. And that's also on there, so it's... Uh, it's so very good. What do you prefer of those two? I preferred the second one uh, because it was a little bit faster, a little bit rocked up, and it yeah. made me think. And I will ask, what year did both of these songs actually come out? Uh, it would have been 1970, anyway? probably. Yeah. Both same year. Yeah. Back to back. Basically, as... they would have heard the song and then released their own version of it. Because okay. she didn't release Morning Morgantown as a single. It wasn't a single up from the album. So they probably went, well, this is a chance for us. This is obviously single material. The second one does, uh, makes me think of a, it's a, the opening for a craft show. Called Good Morning oh. Morgantown. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the yeah, second one, the yeah, second one has a Croft feel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit jangly, wrangly sure. guitar. Yeah, yeah. And then, a little uh, Martha that... Ray. She's yelling at some kids. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Billy Barty is uh, hanging around. Yeah, he's playing the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I love love Johnny Mitchell so much that I think her version's great. But I just find when I heard this version, I just made my heart sore. I just love the the harmonies in it. Mm. That's something that I react to in music is harmonies. So yeah, I love well, the harmonies. Yeah, I like the, the, yeah. There's no harmony ever comes into the Joni Mitchell. No, one, no. She? I mean, she, well, she sings great. with herself. Does she? Do, yeah, she yeah. Up a little bit? She okay. doubles up. A, yeah, I think she she does a yeah some doubling or tracking of her voice in the double tracking in in the Morning Morgantown part of it, but not not to the degree that they do where they have the you know Jude Judith singing and then all uh, all the the guys singing in the background with her and stuff. Yeah, it's very it's a great song. Great. Yeah. How do you harmonize? How do you do it? Yep. I think you have to have an ear for it, for one thing. I think you do have to have an ear for it, because I've tried it, and then people have said, don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. Now, I can when I sing in choir and I sing tenor, I often put my own tenor part into a song that doesn't have a tenor part. And I can do that because I can hear when I'm singing off-key. So I can, I can 
tune myself to other people singing. Okay. I, could, I, I don't think I have like, I don't think I have a sense of natural pitch where if someone played a note for me, I could be like, oh, you're playing a C or you're a little sharp or a little flat or whatever, which I knew someone who could do that. They could, if you played them a note, they could tell what the note was and they could also tell you if you're out of tune. Wow. I don't think I can do that, but I, if I'm singing, I can hear a tune. Like, what I can an hear... annoying person that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was very admirable. Uh, excuse me, you're out I of think tune. You're being, <laughs> you're being very, uh, very, uh, and that person judgmental. was Joni Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's the kind of person that would take that right away with no problem at all. That's right. Okay. I'm not going to introduce this song. I just want to play it because when I played the song, I was playing the song for Eve a little, I was playing yeah. this whole mix for Eve a little while ago because I was, I was like, oh, here's the, here's the songs I've chosen for this thing and I want you to hear them. So I was playing for them. And when it came to this one, she s- smiled the smile of like, oh, dad, I know you so well. And I <laughs> somehow I knew this song would be on here. And this isn't the song she was smiling at that she knew would be on here, but this is a song that is the original version of it. So I'm guessing it's McLean McLean's rodeo song. <laughs> Fucking A. It's 30 and below then the and cover. I don't give a damn. That was the, that was the uh, yeah. cleaned up version. That Al- Alanis that Morissette's the mini, version. The mini pops. Okay. <laughs> the mini pops. <laughs> All right. When she was in the mini pops. All right. So we're just going to play the song. Okay. Sure. I, I, you guys know this song. This is a very popular song. This was a big selling song. And I think it's okay, but I love the cover version of it. All right. So I'm going to play it now for everyone. Here we go. I'm bluffing with 
I promise this, check this hand Cause I am marvelous I'm marvelous, I'm marvelous, I'm marvelous, so marvelous She's got to love nobody Carry my, carry my, no he can't read my poker face She's got to love nobody Alright, so uh, obviously the first, I think everyone... Who's anyone knew knew Lady Gaga was the, the first <laughs> Everyone song. who's anyone. <laughs> the, that's right. The, that's, the club scene. <laughs> it was a pretty. It was it was a big hit. It was a hit song. It kind of made her career. That was her first big sure. big seller, big non seller, poker face. And uh, but weird. Uh, I actually didn't. I I never heard that song. Uh, what happened for me was I was my daughters were fans of Glee because they're they're young girls, and I happened to be watching walking past that's the, the law. TV. Yes, it's a law. And having walking past the TV going downstairs one day. And to block it, as you do. I mean, you've watched enough TV. Walking in front of them. Yeah. And, uh, Does this bother you? It's yeah, my house. I'm your way. Huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I, just was, I, was just, I was just walking past behind them when they were watching TV, and uh, they started singing this song. And I was just like, oh, what is this? And I started listening. I was like, oh, this is, this is really great. Oh, I wonder. And, you know, I was like, so I started commenting on how great it was after they're done. And the girls were like, Dad, it's Poker Face by Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the only way such to other, say it. Such other comments. But, yeah, first of all, you said, I'm going to make this song a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find out who those ladies are. <laughs> that is a hit TV show. What? what? Yeah. So, yeah. That song is playing on TV. I'm going to make them stars. It'll be huge. So, if, I, if I'm going to make, if I'm going to make like, a aesthetic comments, like my feeling about the, the Lady Gaga song is, is, is that the style of the song hides the, the the melody of the song so it's very mechanically done and you don't really get a sense of even of the like like so i heard the song later i was at the gym and they were playing the song on the on the radio in the gym and i and i was like oh and then i picked up, i started hearing the lyrics and i was like oh this is poker face then oh okay so i was listening to it and i was and like you, and you said to everyone they remade that glee song <laughs> <That's right. laughs> off glee hey get fellas this. you all like glee right get this idiot <laughs> He thinks this is a song from. So, I just. But I feel like, like you know, uh, high pants, Jim. Check you know, out this show. Kind of, from Kokomo. Go on. It's sorry. very staccato. It's just like can't read my, can't read my poke. You know, and it's yep. whereas the version, the duet sung by Leah Michelle and Idina Menzel for for Glee. Oh, the names rhyme. That's useful for a yeah, song. It's good. For, it helps me to remember the names too. And it's uh, you know it, the, whoever arranged it. You know they took the song and they basically created. Uh, they kind of drew the melody out of what Lady Gaga had and, and accentuated the melody of the song and added way more heart and way more like drama to it. I mean, I mean, that's the point of Glee was to, add, so the, in the show, the idea is that Leah Michelle is, is adopted. She has two gay dads, right? That's the character. As I, as I remember, I didn't watch, well, I only watched, so I know it through osmosis because I, you know, I would walk past and be like, oh, what's going on? Oh, and they walk Stop back upstairs again. Stop walking in front again. of the TV all the I'm not walking in front of it. Daddy needs some attention, girls. He's Dad, like a cat. Dad needed to walk above. Walks himself right in front of the TV. Dad is wallpapering right now. <laughs> Lay on whatever they're reading. Yeah. I, I don't know where you get the just over the keyboard. He just flops over the I like, I like your idea that in my house, the TV is sitting in the middle of the room and I would just be walking back and forth in front of it uh i just keep it on the stairs i don't know why is, is that in the way uh so yeah so but she finally meets her mother who's played by edina menzel and this is their this is their goodbye song okay so they come together on stage and, and they're both leaning along on the, the piano and they're talking and then the pianist walks in and sits right. down 
and starts to play. And then the, the guy with the little glasses. And then it, yeah, sorry. And Looks then like, uh, son of uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Paul Blart. Yeah, son of Paul Blart, small <laughs> cop. That's Paul, right. Son of Paul Bart. Son of Paul. Paul Williams. It looks like a, a Paul, Paul Williams, Williams, like oh, okay. uh, who's been in a food dehydrator. Wow, because Paul Williams looks like he's been in a food dehydrator. <laughs> so for the it's even worse. Paul Williams looks this guy like, looks like a, a Bruce a Bruce Valanche that's been in a food dehydrator. Yeah. And then this guy, you left it on one more set and yeah, you get yeah. the piano player. He's basically like, it's like a voodoo doll that's playing a piano. <laughs> If you turned it up, you're crazy, isn't it? But uh, that's what you'd get. It was the first kind of it was a, in a meta moment in the show because Idina Menzel turns to Leah Michelle and, and looks at her like, "What? Like, where is this pianist come from?" And she goes, "Oh, don't worry, he's always here." And so then he starts to play the song and they start to sing it. This this very <laughs> and he and in his breath he goes, "You're both dead. You've always been dead." What? Like, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they sing this, this this very emotional version of this dance song, which seemed kind of weird to me. Uh, and then also the fact that it's a mother-daughter singing together about how uh, it's it's not fun if it's not if the loving isn't rough. And then also there's like some mention of female ejaculation in the songs. <laughs> it's like, yay, let's say goodbye to each other and sing this. But I, I do love that song. My, my uh, daughter, of course, was very wryly amused at the fact that, of course, oh. Dad would include this in his list. And please get away from the TV. Um, <laughs> what's uh, my 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 memory of the first song is yeah. uh, that uh, my uh, my niece. Used to like singing it. Yeah. She liked singing. She's young, young. She was like I don't know, like nine, eight, nine. Yeah. Good age for that. Sure. Uh, but another family member would always go because she liked singing it. She go sing that song. Do it. Do that song. Uh, do it. Do the song. Make, make her shot. Do it in front of everybody. Do the song in front of everybody. She's yeah. really good. Well, I'll make her do it. She's yeah. gonna do it. And it's like she doesn't want to do it in front of everybody. Like here's the thing. Like you just wait till just calm, everything's calm and just like if you want to sing it, we'll sing it with you. And that was the thing that we did was we sang it with her, and now she's all cool with it, and mm. that's fine. And then you yeah. can like kind of fade back and let her take lead, and it's fine. But it's just like don't make yeah, yeah dance right. dance for the people. <laughs> Throw, and then dance, we dance. put nickels on her head and filled mm. her head with nickels until she was done. Until <laughs> yeah. she fell over. Yeah. So the there you too go. Much and also, do nickels and may routines. <laughs> for the longest James time, I, I thought it was saying carry my, carry my. Of course, it's can't read my poker face. I don't know why I couldn't quite pick up the fact. That was, anyway, all right. Um, I realized that yesterday. No. Oh, good on you. No, just joking, everyone. Song number, song number four. Song number four. Song number four. All right, everyone. On the way to number this five. This four songs. <laughs> this is our. This is our uh, Fantastic Four. By the way, here's where the Fantastic Four should live. Shouldn't live in the Baxter building. Should live in the Fantastic Fort. Oh. That'd be great. Yeah. The Fantastic Fort. Why aren't you writing the comic? Um, and if it looked like it was it's made a comic? of chairs and blankets, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was gigantic. Yeah. Gigantic chairs and blankets. Yeah. Oh, it's all giant <laughs> chairs and blankets. That's great. Like, they go yeah. to a giant realm at some point, and they bring back all these chairs and blankets. Like, what are we going to do with this? I don't know. Make a Fantastic <laughs> Fort. Just make a Fantastic Fort. Yeah. And the blankets are all like, uh, you can't get through them. They can't bulletproof. It's great. Oh, fantastic. I love it. Okay. Uh, number four, please. Enough of this foreplay. So I was, just, I was going to say. <laughs> fantastic foreplay? Yeah. That's what, that's what Reed and Sue do. <laughs> They never get to it. It's all fantastic foreplay. Well, he's pretty flexible. He is. And sometimes she's not even there, and he can't tell. I think I was just doing it with the blankets. I, I think no, I no, I was there, sweetie. Are you sure you were? Are you sure you weren't just making a little force field there for me? I think I'm going to set up my, uh, I I think think set up my own force field. Speaking of four. <laughs> Sorry. Canadian content time for the show. Oh, buddy. that was my uh, old sketch group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. CanCon. Yeah, we uh, released uh, two CDs. Uh, half of one was good. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. 
tough, <laughs> tough audience of himself. <laughs> so this is uh, Ian and Sylvia. Ian Tyson. No, it's going like, is this me? <laughs> and uh, Ian Tyson and Sylvia Fricker, who, of course, she was, they were married, so she was also Sylvia Tyson. Right. right. By the way, Ian Tyson was the only other Ian I knew when I was a kid, so mm. I really liked that. I was like, oh, there's an Ian, Ty- oh, Ian my, Tyson. Oh, my yeah. stars. And they were, it was quite the deal. Like, he had uh, a TV show. Yeah. You know, he started off as a rodeo rider. Did you know that? We all as a rodeo started rider. off as rodeo he, he was injured in, a, in a, an accident, and while he was recuperating, he started to play guitar, and he became interested in playing guitar. And then he went, he was, lived here in Vancouver at the time, and he went to uh, art school here. Then he realized there's no way to make, earn a living in Vancouver. So he moved to Toronto and started a commercial, uh, started working commercial arts there uh, as a graphic designer. And then he, at night he was singing in cafes and stuff like that. And he met Sylvia. And they became a, a singing duo, because that was a popular thing to do. And so they became a singing duo, duo. And then they got married. And then they started recording together. And then he wrote Four Strong Winds. Because he heard Bob Dylan writing songs, and he went, what the hell? I could do that. So he wrote, started writing his own songs. He wrote Four Strong Winds, and that's very popular. And, of course, he also covered Gordon Lightfoot's Early Morning Rain and had a lot of success with that. And so they did a, this, uh, a song on an album uh, that I love called The French Girl. And it's a beautiful song. And I knew this song for a long time. And then I, well, we'll play the song, and then we'll play the cover version, and I'll talk about it after. Everybody ready okay. for The French Girl? Oui. Three silver rings on slim hands wings flash bright in candlelight till Sunday's early morn. We found a room that
on slim hands waiting Flash bright in candlelight Through Sunday's early morn We found a room That rainy morning She took my hand through winding roads And led me home Red French wine When later waking In her warm hideaway She smiled and combed her hair She laughed each time I asked her name Made promises to meet again But her friends down at the French cafe had no English words for me So you may find Above the border A girl with silver rings I never knew her name You're bound to lose She's too much for you She'll leave you lost one rainy you won't be the same She laughed each time I asked her name Made promises to meet again But her friends down at the French cafe Had no English words for me She laughed each time I asked her name Made promises to meet again But her friends down at the French cafe Had no English words for me She laughed each time I asked her name Made promises to meet again But her friends down at the French cafe Had no English words Wow! So that first one, obviously, Ian and uh, Sylvia with their version, very stately version with a string, with a string. I think it is a cello playing with them. Yep. And then uh, we get Gene Clark's version, uh, which I think obviously more sprightly, more folk rocky than than Ian and Sylvia's. But I really, what I really like about, well, besides the fact that it's Gene Clark and he has the most beautiful voice of, of, of uh, such a beautiful voice, I want to say of anyone, but really beautiful, is uh, the great arrangement by Kurt Betcher. And it was produced by Gary Usher, and he was big buddy. He was a huge friends with uh, Kurt Betcher at this time. They were probably in the midst of the Sag- their Sagittarius project, which was like an album they did together. But um, yeah, so this, like the well, of course, the use of the harpsichord, which is perfect. I don't know how I forgot this song when we did the harpsichord show because I probably mm. would have thrown it in if I'd. <laughs> Can you time. play harpsichord, by the way? I guess so. Because oh, that doesn't. Well, sound it's a right. piano keyboard. I, yeah. I think you know. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know if I can play the harpsichord. I've never had access to a harpsichord. I don't know. You've never? <gasps> never. <laughs> what about a Celeste? I only got close was a, a Beethoven wig. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think Beethoven played the harpsichord. You think you're thinking Bach. Hey. Oh, I'm thinking Bach, but I like to wear my Beethoven wig. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> or Mozart. I just hope, yeah. I, I like the idea of that's why you also think you can play piano. <laughs> like, do you can't play piano? I have a Beethoven wig. <laughs> well, oh, well, yes. Very good. <laughs> I have a toque, so I can play guitar. <laughs> there or you go. banjo. <laughs> I've got a board, so I can do all the stomp down comedy songs. <laughs> sure, I can. But okay, back to back to you there. Sorry, I was... 
Yeah, just the harpsichord, and then that the use of that fuzz bass in the background. It's it's kind of subtle, but just the boom, 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 boom. It's doing this kind of I don't know. Sort of, he had good. me with the use of the triangle. Oh, is that right? You like that too? Eh? Yes, because yeah. it made me think that somebody was typing the song while we were doing it. <laughs> Bing! Yep, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> yes. Jerry Lewis on typewriter. Ding. Yep. Oh, now yeah. I just want to hook you up with a harpsichord at some point. Why have I played a harpsichord and you haven't? You've just... played a harpsichord? Of course I have. I'm a grown man. I've lived a life. <laughs> I have long pants. <laughs> Come on. I may not have a Beethoven wig, but I well, played I David. Be- I don't believe you then. You've played a harpsichord, haven't you? No, I haven't. You've I... never gone to a music store and there's been a harpsichord and you've uh, sat down and played it? No. Are you a time traveler? Yeah. No. I've never seen a harpsichord in a <laughs> Not in music stores. Yes. Uh, no. Yes. Really? Yes, a piano store. They have like a harpsichord there because it's like, oh, it's fancy. Oh, a piano but store. What was I saying? You said a music store. Yeah, that's where they sell pianos at the <laughs> no, music no, no. store. They sell pianos at piano stores. They sell guitars and bass and drums at music stores. All for the love of fuck. Okay, <laughs> sure. Fine. Everyone knows that. Anyway, Dan, It's true, you... isn't it? I think it kind of is. Yeah. As a musician, you you know what you're talking as about. Mu- as a piano player. Did as you ever walk into a music wig, store, see this. a piano and go, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music store is this with a piano? They'll have, Are you crazy? They'll have, they'll have synthesizers. <laughs> no, it'll, yeah, it'll have I'm looking for reco- well, they they have should be recorders they here. Have, they'll you have find keyboards, a, you but they won't have pianos. A, you won't find a harpsichord at Tom Lee. Yeah, you won't find a, yeah, you Long go to Long McQuaid, McQuaid. Won't have a you won't find a harpsichord there. You're insane. I'm not going to these high-class uh, yeah. stringed instruments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you are. Just keep going. But now I could. But anyway, which version did you guys prefer? I can't wait for Ian e I's Big Dave when we go our harpsichord <laughs> shopping. I gotta say, I'm sorry, I'm out of this one because I didn't like either. But okay, continue. But oh, you didn't like either? No, no, I thought they were both snoozes. But go ahead. But continue. you preferred the second one because of the triangle. <laughs> yes, and, the, and I like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> you didn't like you didn't like either version. I liked the second version oh, over okay. the first. The uh, no, I, I, here's the, there's multiple reasons that I didn't like the first version. Yeah, I never I never liked songs. And this may be because I'm such a staid conservative. It's yes. probably that dirty Western book that I read as a kid. <laughs> but I have a hard time with a song where it's about a guy going to meet a girl, and yeah. there's a girl singing harmony in it. Oh, okay. I don't like that. I oh. want just the guy singing the song. And if okay. a girl's singing a song about meeting a guy, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear Ian and Sylvia do poker face. I only want to hear... <laughs> I'd rather have Ian poke her face okay. and tell her to get off the stage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, jeez. I have trouble with my phone sometimes, everyone. Oh, now I'm really having trouble. Oh, my God. You're all thumbs. By the way, you can't get a harpsichord at Tom Lee, but you can not get harpsichord lessons at Tom Lee. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I once, this is no joke, I once played some chords. Bring your own harpsichord, though. (laughs) I once played some chords on a harp. You played some what? Chords on a harp. Uh, a friend of Eve's, a it pony club friend. It sounded like the start of a joke. No, no, it's true. A hey, hey of... fellas, I once played some chords on a harp. <laughs> yeah. Tell us more. Why? What? That's all I got. I did. I didn't play, I've never played a harpsichord, but I played chords on a harp. What chords? I don't know. I just strummed a harp, a carp at someone's house. You strummed a carp? <laughs> did I misspeak and say carp? I apologize for misleading you into thinking I was playing a fish at someone's house. And for going into a bit of a Chico Marks bit when he was talking about playing a harp. I'm sorry. So of course I'm you go sorry play, I'm such a liar. Play the carp. This is the synergistic uh, Marx Brothers podcast. It's very yeah. hot in here. Yeah. Let's just admit we've all sweated out all of our liquids. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, uh, our cokes vanished like at least an hour and a half ago. I, I don't even have to pee. It's so long. No, no, you will never have to pee again. <laughs> no, there won't be. <laughs> You've just burned through all of your just urine forever. One more thing about Gene Clark uh, and that. So I that don't song. Think I'll pee until September. <laughs> Go on. You, 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 someone else sing a song with P in it. What's that? Yeah, you, your turn, Ian. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 
UPS, it's the very best. Fuck you, Federal Express. That's not with P in it. Yeah, UPS. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. IP Nightly. <laughs> Great book. But Rusty Bed Springs by IP oh, Nightly. Okay. <laughs> Trying to think like peas in a pod, pea, sweet pea. Oh, hey, sweet pea, won't you be oh, my yeah, girl? There you go. Won't you, won't you, won't you be my girl? Tommy oh, Rowe. Oh, sweet pea. All we are saying <laughs> is give peas a chance. Oh, peace of oh pants, that was some pants, not harmony. <laughs> See how hard it is to do? It, it is. That's a bugger. Find right. you a damn harpsichord. Uh, <laughs> okay. So on. one more thing about the Gene Clark song, which was that, Five. here's the thing. It's a great song. <laughs> yep. It was going to be a single with another song called Only Cologne. And then it wasn't, it wasn't released. That sounds like a Jerry Colonna album. C-O-L-O-M-B-E. Tell me what it means to me. Only Cologne. I don't know how you pronounce it. Only Cologne. B. Oh, B. Sock it to me, 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 sock it to me. Grazing in the grass is a gas? Sure. Okay. Sock it to me? Good for him. He did it. Next song. Last song. Last two songs. Well, last two songs, but last song. Um, right. There's uh, only one song. Te- technically. Yeah, it's only one song. song remains the same. Um, so this is a song by Stevie Wonder. Okay. <gasps> so everyone shut your eyes. Uh, everyone sh- <laughs> Full experience. <laughs> you can only appreciate it. Wow. When did this show take a turn? Do you remember when the... Where were you when this show took a turn, Jason? I think when we did the big P medley. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. We are a part of the urination. <laughs> So this is the they song. They call me Mellow Yellow. Oh, I just want to get... Whoa, nice! <laughs> Very good. Right. I just want to play this song now and never never appear on the show again. On this show. I'm just going to play music from now on. Any answer you want? It's going to be like... I'm like uh, one of those DJs that would do like a, rec- like a record with using various bits of songs, you know? Yeah. Oh, Why can't know. we be friends? Yeah. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Jaws. I'm here today. Interview Mr. Jaws. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate that. A lot of people say you've been attacking people. What do you got to say about that? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? A lot of people don't like you. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Jaws? Big boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Oh, All right. God. You know what? I love that single so much, I found it at Valley Village, and I bought it. I remember uh, in junior high, yep. they thought that was hilarious at the, at the office yeah. to do a bunch of that, and they would, and it would go over like, <laughs> Bang gusters. <laughs> Bang gusters? Yeah, like gangbusters that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Bang gusters. They're like the, the, the office staff is doing this? Yeah. 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 yeah, they would then play, you know, they play the thing. So, Mr. Temple, uh, I hear you, blah, 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 blah. And then they'd play, yeah, whatever the fucking song was. Well, and like, no one would care. Because also, it was like yeah. not songs that the kids would like. Yeah, yeah. It no, was no. songs that you'd think were hilarious yeah. in the office. <laughs> and right. then it would just be like. Can we learn, please? Yeah. Can we just learn math? <laughs> we don't know Dean Martin. <laughs> I heard you bought a bird, and it's really noisy. That's right. Rock and Robin. Rock, 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 rock and Robin. Okay. Equivalent of that, do you mean? Yeah, basically. Next song, Stevie Wonder. Here we go. Always 
treats me like a fool Kick me when I'm down That's your rule I don't know why I love you But I love you Ooh. Oh, you never stop your cheating ways With another guy in my face Lord, how long must I be this crazy Cause I love you Oh, baby, baby, baby
Okay, while we were listening to that, things got really heated in this room, and I don't mean just because of the temperature. You, you mentioned who the second band was, and, or you saw. Yeah, well, you saw. Yeah. And then Jason lost his mind. Jason, Jason just, yeah, it's crazy. He flipped the table over. He flipped the table over. He broke a chair over my head. He found a harpsichord. He broke it. <laughs> he broke the harpsichord. Without even playing it once, and he went, oh, this is my one chance. <laughs> this is my one chance. He, he tore up his Beethoven wig. Yeah, I tore my wig under. Threw, threw it to the... <laughs> you tore your he flipped his wig yep, literally. and just, went da 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 threw it down <laughs> on the ground I just took the controversial stance that I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan yes that was the Rolling Stones uh, with <laughs> yeah. the cover of uh, Stevie Wonder's I don't know the cover why. of the Rolling Stone <laughs> <laughs> it's weird the cover of the Rolling Stones the, uh, Stevie, Wonder, good. the Stevie Wonder version is called I Don't Know Why yep. the Rolling Stones version is called I Don't Know Why aka I Don't Know Why I Love You <laughs> Oh. I have no idea why it's Great. given that extra long title. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. Is it, in bra- is it in brackets? No. Okay. It's weird. Uh, is it I, actually AKA? Yeah. Oh. When I was growing up. <laughs> I disagree with brackets and song titles. When I was growing up as a kid. say it or don't. You'd hear a Rolling Stone song <laughs> on the radio, but I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who knew this song when I was growing up. Like, this song, I never, I didn't know this song at all. Uh, like, you, you just didn't hear it. I mean, I had, like, high tides and green grass and stuff like that. You know, I had, like, the kind of run-of-the-mill Rolling Stones when I was a kid. You know, I'd bought the greatest hits and things. But uh, what happened was uh, they put... It must be one of the very first kind of box sets that I remember, like, really wanting. And it was uh, the Rolling Stones singles, A's and B-sides. They put out a four... I think a four or 3D box set. And it's just... That's what it is. It's just all their singles. Bizarrely, Under My Thumb is not on there. I don't know if that was a single or not. I would assume it was a single. I always heard it on the radio, but it wasn't on there. But it had all, all of their singles, uh, and you bought it, and you kind of went, did, did I need this? Because I know all these songs. But on the, the third or fourth sing, uh, third or fourth disc, I think it was the third. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On the last disc, the B-side, I think the Brown Sugar, was this cover of Stevie Wonder's I Don't Know Why, a.k.a. A, I don't know why I love you. And it was the very first time I ever heard it, and it just blew my mind. But, you know, I knew a lot of the other songs, so, I, you know, my mind had already been blown by Jumping Jack Flash, and, and she's a, uh, you know, the one I'm talking about. She's a, oh. Yeah. She's a Rainbow? She's a Rainbow, yeah. My, one of my, <laughs> my, my favorite Rolling Stones song. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the title of it. Uh, it's very hot in here, Dave. It's the heat. That's a problem. Uh, and it was fun to hear, like, a, a Spider and the Fly and stuff like that, like some of the earlier B-sides. But this song was just such a revelation to hear. Like, it's so great. It's so fantastic. It's a great arrangement. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's with Mick Taylor doing slide guitar, because that was his thing. Hello. We have nothing to drink. We never, <laughs> but you are there must, That's so right. please take a drink. Well, we drink dust. Well, we... <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and you know, I, like so. After that, after hearing that, then I started hearing other people talking about how great it was, and I was like, "Ah, you also heard, you also heard the CD." Because then that's like the first time people were like, "Oh, this song exists." And because unless you had bought the single way back when, the song was gone. Like it was never on an album, and it wasn't on any collections until it came out on this box set. And I remember going to A and B Sound and by uh, by Wally and Wally uh, by Wally Road there. And with Lisa and her mom, I like said, "Well, we have to stop because it just came out, and I really need to get it." And uh, so we went, we went to A&B Sound, and I bought this this expensive box set, much much to my mother-in-law's Scottish consternation. <laughs> Why would you be wasting oh. our money on this? Yeah. I could really go for a bowl of Scottish consternation <laughs> oh, oh. right now. Yeah, it okay. sticks to your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has a bad result, though. It has a bad effect on you. 
Yeah. Scottish constipation. <laughs> Ian didn't enjoy that. Thank no, you for no. laughing. No, I did. I just can't feel anything anymore. It's so hot. <laughs> just quietly smiled. Yeah, it was an approving smile. Around the seventh hour in the sauna, Ian started to go places in his own head. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... I, I like the Stevie Wonder version. I think it's oh, really yeah, good. Oh yeah, I like the Stevie Wonder version a lot. But I prefer the Rolling Stones. I think it rocks and it's got that Mick Jagger really like going... Just giving it with the vocals and, uh, and maybe it was just the surprise when I first heard it of just sure. like, what did this come from? Where did this come from? And I think a lot of people like it for that reason too, just because, you know, there's so much that we've already heard. We've, you know, we've, we have flowers. We have, uh, that other album that, that, you know, gets the bottom of the barrel out there for us. There's, you know, uh, Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis or whatever it's called. We, you know, we don't need, we, there's nothing we haven't heard. We've heard it all. And then, boing. Yeah. Very good. It's good. It's I like great. the Stevie Wonder version better, but I like Stevie Wonder. What, what's your feeling? Stevie Wonder, please. Very well, you, you guys are anti-Rolling Stone. There's an anti-Rolling Stone bias on this show. That's <laughs> well, fine. Maybe it's that's an fine. anti-Dave bias. It's fine. I think it's great. I think that's what I like about something like this is because it allows for it allows for debate. It allows for people to to like you know to have different ideas. Oh, sure. All right. Good. I like the segment. That's a good segment. There you go. How many times have you done it? We uh, four hundred. Uh, we've been doing it, uh, yeah, for the last twenty years. It feels like um, every other week we do it because when we do the uh, Marx Brothers podcast, Full Marks, which oh by the way we're doing a Marx Brothers podcast called Full Marks, going through all the Marx Brothers movies. Yeah. Uh, when we're doing that one, it's just too much to do this and that because uh, then it's like uh, ho ho. Uh, but uh, yeah, so every other week, but for not long. Yep, for long. Not for long, long. For long, long, yeah, long. <laughs> for four months, as long yes. as people, yeah, yes. but for not six months. Maybe I don't could know. be. Yeah, I don't know. We don't write this. What down. we're hearing is you don't listen to the show. <laughs> what I what you're hearing is that I listen to the show a lot right after I do the show, and then I peter out about February. So I'm thinking, I, I don't think it was. I think it's. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. How about this? When you start being able to urinate again in September, <laughs> uh, give it a show a listen and see if we're still doing it. No, I'm going to listen up to till September. Then i got to come back in. Oh, okay. I like it. Okay. I'm all for it. Nice. Uh, so, hey, folks. Uh, thanks so much, Jason, for coming by. Always a treat. It's been Christmas in July. Yes. Thank you, guys. And uh, for we've... signing my Sparks book, go out and buy Sparks. Please do. Yeah, that is available. Did you enjoy it, by the way? I did enjoy it. Oh, the okay. artwork was fantastic. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't we're do the, 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 the artwork. That was Nina. I, I know. know, but the person at Golden Age said it was a callback. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was like a joke about the Mayo Clinic. It was a callback. Uh, the, yeah, it's available in your... Sorry, is that a place that only men can go? I actually forgot the previous sentence. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, the Mayo Clinic! That's oh, right. That's right. <laughs> mayo, Mayo, daylight come. We want to go home. Only Mayo men can go there. Oh, oh. there we go. Well, is there egg on my face? Uh, so, folks. Whatever, miracle whip guy myself. Anyway. You know what? That'd be such a disturbing thing, an actual miracle whip. Like, you, you get miracles, but you gotta get whipped to get them. Right? That's called, that's called Catholicism. Yep. Beats me. Bam! <laughs> oh, it hurt my throat that time. Yeah, that's right. I can cure your cancer. How? I have a miracle whip. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. How long and how much? Constantly. Oh. Well, I, I don't know. Do you have Hellman's? <laughs> you've, heard of, I mean, you've heard of self-flagellation? I believe in other flagellation. Why does, why does everything come down to how long and how much? Um, that's hey, what she said. Oh, boy. <laughs> And that's when the show was on the wrong side. Have fun at Comic-Con, too. <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> yes. Try out some of this material try, at the Comic-Con. Try, to not, try and not miss us. Sure. 
Folks, if you want to join in this fun conversation, uh, you can. Go to SneakyDragon.com and post something underneath our uh, our episodes. Uh, you can also do the question uh, thing for our question episode. We'd love yep. to hear the question. That's another way to By join the way, in if the you, uh If we randomly pick your question, which we'll randomly pick questions, uh, you might win a prize. So there you go. We're going to have the question pants. We're going to put them in the pants. We're going to draw Raffle them up. pants. Raffle pants, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you can also go SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. That's our email, SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at uh, Sneaky underscore Dragon. We're on Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. And, uh, yeah, pick up a copy of Sparks. We are number six this week uh, on the Canadian Kids uh, Book uh, Top list of books, according to the CBC. Woo! We're not uh, quite up there with uh, with uh, your munch. No. But uh, we're we're trying to get there. Munch is a tough nut to crack. He is. We were seven yep. last week. We are six this week. Oh. We were nothing the week before. It's a roller coaster ride that uh, I. Uh, it's uh, sickening uh, to me. That whole gang of them, the Munch Bunch. Exactly. You cannot. Uh, wish I could think of one of the people who draw for him, but I can't. Didn't he write a pee or poo book? He did, didn't he? I have to go pee I'll, or something. I'll pee he? on you forever. <laughs> oh, I think there's a pee or poo book in there. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't wi- want to go out on that. Was that the uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> was, was it's all the Oliver no, no, no. It's all yellow. I Why? think it's uh, <laughs> the Pooper Bag Princess. I uh, I don't know. I'm not a Munch fan. That's I like Sparks, and you should too. <laughs> Yay! Pick up Sparks. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I've been Ian. I've been David. And I've been Jason. I'm not a Dedrick. Bye. Bye.